0: I cut off my bushy tail. Fuck the morning.
1: Welcome to episode 159 of the TryGames.net podcast, which in traditional fashion is being recorded before the previous episode is even up. Because we're stupid like that. No, uh, we had some technical difficulties, so if, uh, if for some reason you happen to hear this episode before the last episode, which shouldn't happen, so I don't know why I'm even saying this, that's why. But let's ignore that. Uh, this is Try Games Night podcast where we talk about games and, and complain about breasts and saboteur and stuff like that. Hey, uh, I
0: never complain yeah. about breasts. Yeah, and but...
1: saboteur. That was me. That was Al. Which did I re- happen. I remember.
0: I listened to that episode. I'm just, oh. saying, I'm just saying I would never complain about breasts. Oh <laughs> You are. Well,
2: ho- I got a bone to pick with. Wait.
0: <laughs> he said bone to
1: pick. Ha 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 ha. And breasts. <laughs> 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 uh-huh. Yeah, but we talk about games, not breasts. Oh, oh, breasts in games do count, but not just breasts. Okay. Anyway, uh, this is uh, episode 159. It is January 9th. Um, it is almost noon, and we are up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, I'm here, uh, I am here. I, I'm your host, Austin, and I'm here with my co-hosts, that being the one with hair. His name is? You say it. Al. Yeah. 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 And the one with less hair and lives in Massachusetts, his name is?
0: Uh, Pete and hi. <laughs> You're supposed Pete to say and... you say it. <laughs> you say it.
2: Pete, yeah.
1: Hi. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. I cut off my bushy
0: tail. Fuck the morning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck mornings. Should be always. What are you a vampire? It should always be night or some shit. Oh. Were you in Twilight? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do you sparkle. I'm not even gonna go there. Oh, Pete likes Twilight. He doesn't like the mornings.
1: Okay. Um, we are going to forego. Let's rebooting this week because of the delay in last week's podcast. Uh. I want to give you guys time to write in about whatever game we're talking about, and before we even do that, we want you to hear the last podcast, so um, we're just going to go for forego that for this episode. Instead, we're going to just go over what we've been playing as usual. I've actually been playing new stuff for once in my goddamn life, and we are going to discuss a topic that Pete brought up, that being me and Al's plight, and, and probably Pete's too, and that we're dumbasses, and we buy a whole shitload of games that we just don't play we'll let pete read that topic when we get to it in his sultry boston baritone which was formerly philid uh not Philadelphia. i'm sorry pennsylvania baritone but uh first we been playing we'll start
0: with pete hey hey uh, so i i played okay let's start with most recent um because i just played yesterday i uh i had taken assassin's creed 2 back out from work and i beat it yesterday so oh uh, nice awesome yeah, I got, like, uh, I got the full thousand points out of it, so I, I feel I am completely done with that game, which I'm happy about because, like, I don't have to buy it now. <laughs> although <laughs> although I would have bought it and not had a problem with it. Um, So I talked about on the podcast before about how I feel like Assassin's Creed 2 versus Assassin's Creed 1. For some reason, I just liked Assassin's Creed 1 better, even though I will fully admit that Assassin's Creed 2 is a better game. Um, the mechanics are better, the animations are better, the combat's better, like, everything's pretty much better in Assassin's Creed 2. Uh, I just, for some reason, like, I don't know, I I just like the first one better for some stupid reason. Anyway, um, so, rather than go into details about the game again, I'm just gonna say that, uh, as far as, like, the storyline goes, uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but I just want to say this. Uh, No, I'm not going to. I just want to say this, that... When the first game ended, I was like, wow, that was interesting. I wonder where they're going to go next. When the second game ending, I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, what the hell are they going to do next? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> How the end can of the season of I've never seen Dexter.
2: Oh, man, you should. Because keep- you'll on have that same feeling after every season.
0: It's on Netflix Instant Streaming, and I keep trying to get my girlfriend for us to watch it, but we keep watching other shows instead. Oh, yeah, you I got to see it together. Yeah. Um, That's good. So, yeah, like, I'm super excited for whatever they're going to do next with Assassin's Creed series, and, uh, Assassin's Creed 2 is a good game, although I think people saying that, like, uh, if you didn't like the first game, you should try the second game, I I don't know so much about that, I think you had to at least had some interest in the first game to get into the second game, because they are very similar, it's just the second one's improved, so, um... I mean, if you just had the 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 problem where like you didn't like the the repetitive side missions of the first one, and that was your only problem with the first one, then yeah, you might like the second one. But if you didn't yeah. like the combat or you didn't like the the you know climbing mechanics and things like that, it's all the same stuff in the second one. Um, right. So, I think that's.
1: I think the uh, the the structure is mostly what people are talking about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. Excellent game. Um. And. Uh, I, I I mean I didn't play. All of the top games last year, but it, it's up there as one of my favorite games of, of uh, 2009. I played um, one
1: top game last year, <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> um, Plants vs Zombies.
0: Yeah, well, okay, that's what I was gonna get into. But uh, I did. Uh, okay, I played Plants vs Zombies. But before I do that, I just want to say that I also because I'm st- sticking with the stuff I played yesterday, which is I also played One Versus One Hundred because they did a live show and uh, the Penny Arcade guys were on it, which was cool. Oh, nice. They were there talking with Chris Cashman and stuff on on the uh, quote quote unquote on the air, um, and uh, I said an on the
1: air, it's Chris Cashman, Jerry Krulik, and Mike Hol- Jerry Hulk. Jerry Hulkins, Mike Krulik. I totally got the oh, yeah, fucked up. Yeah, you did.
3: <laughs> um, mm-hmm.
0: And uh, <laughs> they penned a few questions too. So like there was some uh, a lot oh, of nice. related questions, which was fun. And uh, there, I got my. Oh, go ahead. Were there any fruit fucker questions? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they had to keep it uh, – I guess that game is – I think. I guess it's rated T Like if you're going to rate it because I, I don't know. They had the word bitch in one of the a- answers, They're not one of the ones they penned, just like a generic answer, like a uh, general so, question. Well, oh, were
2: they talking about a female dog?
0: No, it was uh, It was like what is the term used for – I don't remember if this was Gabe and Tycho, if this was a general question, but it was what is the term used for two people bickering on the internet? And the answer was flame war, uh, obviously, bitching. but – and it, said, <laughs> it was a uh, one of the answers was was stitch and bitch or something like that. What? What? I I don't know, but I was surprised to see that they had that word there. And one versus like, one
1: hundred rated T for teen.
0: Yeah, um, but yeah, that was so that was fun, and I got my last achievement out of uh, one versus one hundred. You get achievements and, in that game too. Yeah, there's achievements in it now. You can get uh, I guess the 200 achievement points. Like I said, I think I've mentioned this before. It's like an Xbox Live Arcade game style, where it's like 12 achievements, and you can get, uh, I guess, a total of 200 points. 200 points. Um, yeah. And most of the achievements are fairly easy. But uh, like the one I got last night is uh, answering. You're not. Yeah, answering 500 total. Answering 500 questions total. You don't have to get them correct. Just it's you just get it over time through playing the game. Um, mm-hmm. So. Uh, that was probably the hardest just because of time investment. Um, but uh, even though I got all the achievements, I'll probably go back next time they have a live show or just just like randomly if I decide, hey, 1 versus 100 is on, I'll, I'll play some because it is a fun trivia game. Um, and then, uh, okay, so now as far as the, uh, the Steam sale that we were talking about last week, uh, I picked up... Like, even though I kept having problems with my computer with it crashing and stuff, I eventually – once I got it back to being stable, I immediately – I was luck- luckily in time to still catch some of that Steam sale. So uh, I jumped back on, and I got 11 games for about $35. Um, I picked Good up go. Let's see. – I'll see if I can remember real quick the list. So Plans vs. Zombies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Plans vs. Zombies, the LucasArts Adventure Pack, which is Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis, Last Crusade, Loom, and The Dig. Uh, I picked up Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Um, Indigo Prophecy, uh, Beyond Good and Evil, the Oddworld pack, which is Oddworld, Abe's Exodus, well, uh, uh, Abe's Odyssey and Abe's Exodus, and then the last game, which is, uh, it's actually the game and it's two expansions, which is the Rollercoaster Tycoon 3 Platinum Pack, which has that and it's two expansions. Can I stop you for um, a
1: quick second? Because you mentioned yeah. the Abe's thing. Uh-huh. Al, Al, when we were talking about it last week and I was pondering whether or not to buy it, because I wasn't sure if, uh... It would work with XP, which is a dumb question because I had already played it on XP. Well, mm-hmm. I, I'm pondering no more because apparently I already bought it. <laughs> oh, huh? Like sometime, sometime in the last twelve months, I had already bought it for like two dollars or some shit like that. So. Probably like when I bought it. Yeah, there you go. Um, but I feel like we all have that Lucas Arts thing because I have because I bought the whole Lucas Arts pack, um, not just the Adventure pack, but it came with a whole bunch of like Star Wars shit, like Jedi Knight Two. So right. it must be what's that one called, Pete? Uh, probably, it's,
0: just, it's probably like oh a total sorry. pack or something. It's just like a Lucas.
1: R- yeah, uh, I don't think I have Kotor, but that's okay because I don't. Oh, I do. What the
0: hell? What? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Discovering all these games. Oh my
1: God! That's why I need a new hard drive. Okay, keep going, Pete. Sorry.
0: Um. <laughs> well, no. Just in that regards, it would be nice if, like, when you're shopping on Steam's page or something like that, if it told you you already own the game or not. Because I noticed that, like, I th- I don't know if it does it when you're in the Steam client. I, f- I forget, but I was doing it on the Steam web page. Client I was it lo- does. Client it yeah. does
1: because uh, it, it if you just if you just go scroll down, it'll show you all the stuff that you have not installed.
0: Oh, okay. But yeah. Because like buy. uh, I know when I was shopping on the web page, like I was like, do I already own Beyond Good and Evil? I don't remember, hmm. and I. I didn't have Steam installed at that point because I had to fix my computer. So um, I was just like, I'm pretty sure I don't, so I'll just buy it. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so then I tried to play some of those games. Uh, and with, again, again, with my computer problems, I had to take some hardware out so I don't have my video card in right now. Wah, um, wah,
3: wah, wah.
0: So, like... I couldn't. I tried playing some Roller Coaster Tycoon, and it was, like, running really choppy. I tried playing some Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, and that was running really choppy. Like, whenever there was smoke on the screen, it dropped down to about, like, two frames a second. Oh, shit. Um <laughs>
3: no, no, smoke.
0: Yeah, so, uh, like, some of those games I just can't play. But Plants vs. Zombies, I can play. Um,
2: and you could play that on anything. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, 486,
0: you could play that. I played... <laughs> 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 Through about the uh, first like I played through the daytime of the first area when you're like outside your lawn and got to the night section and started playing a little bit there. Um, but yeah, like everything you guys have been like, or, or I don't know, Al, I don't know if I've ever heard you say anything about the game if you've played it or not. But I know Austin talked about it like for like ten weeks in a row. Oh yeah, I'm and, almost uh, finished with it. Oh, okay, so you do okay. I I just remember, I recall Austin always ranting raving about it, but I don't remember if I don't remember if you did or not. Um, either way. Uh, it is awesome and <laughs> uh, definitely sucked me in. I, uh, I would have kept playing except that I wanted to at least try the other games I had purchased during the Steam sale to see how they worked. Um, but now that I know that's pretty much the only one I, I can run right now, that will probably be my go-to game. <laughs> uh, but there's nothing wrong with that. It's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, everything Austin said is right, so everybody should go buy it.
1: It's like fucking driving. Like There's so many things to pay attention to in this like, one little window.
0: Yeah, I like I felt like at least for the first stages like the first 10 stages of the I was kind of using the same basic strategies yeah. I am sure I'm sure it gets like cuz later on you get like a lot more plants so my strategy might change but it's it's always for me been drop all the sunflowers in the back row, yep. pea shooters in front of them, freeze guys in front of them. Like it's pretty much been my uh my go-to strategy. Um how far are you? Uh, I'm a few stages into the night the the I guess I don't know if it's if that's considered uh, section two dash something. Uh yes, yes, I believe so. Yeah, one okay. is
1: daytime, two is two is nighttime, and then three, four, and five. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it. So
0: yeah, so I'm I'm in the nighttime part right now. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's an awesome game, and that's all I have to say about that. That's I played... all I have to say about that. <laughs> I, I think North... I should take you
1: home to Graybow, Alabama. Sorry. <laughs>
0: The only other thing that I played, obviously, was Dragon Age and more Call of Duty: Modern Warfare 2. But I, with uh, I just wanted to mention Modern Warfare 2. I finally got to the when you rank up in that, um, you get to event, like the way they work their multiplayer is, uh, you can only pick a few standard multiplayer matches when you start the game because you're like of your low rank, and you have to earn ranks and rank. You have to earn the ability to play some of the more advanced multiplayer uh, types. So I finally opened up the type to play hardcore multiplayer deathmatch, which is basically it's uh, multiplayer without any kind of HUD and um, uh, friendly fire and everything is on. I'm not sure if it's on in the regular team deathmatch and stuff, but uh, so, yeah, I play hardcore team deathmatch, which is uh, really fun. Um, It reminds me a lot playing it that way reminds me of like counter strike and stuff like it's a lot more methodical well i guess depending on how you play counter strike <laughs> when when i played counter strike with my teams and stuff like we played like very methodical very formulate formulaic um and playing uh modern warfare 2 in that environment it was definitely it definitely felt more like that instead of everybody just running everywhere like ah! <laughs> 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 um,
2: i can imagine an actual war being like that everybody's <laughs> just running at all locations just screaming at the top of their lungs. yeah
0: <laughs> um so yeah uh if yeah I, i'm glad i opened that up because it definitely changed the multiplayer environment for me and i'm enjoying it much more and that's all i've played as far as i remember until i remember something else later Which you will
1: <laughs> dragon age and modern warfare two go together like pays and kites How oh, what you've been playing
2: did I mention that I finished Assassin's Creed on 158?
1: I, uh, I, You mentioned it to me personally. I am not sure if you said it on the air. Um, Pete, do you remember me saying anything
2: about Assassin's Creed, finishing it?
0: I vaguely remember you mentioning it. I don't remember if you mentioned finishing it. I don't listen to well. you. That's <laughs> <laughs> I I I'm just well, kidding. For the record, Ow. I finished Assassin's I- Creed.
2: <laughs> and... Um, yeah that I hmm it was interesting. Uh, I played through the last bits of the game just with um doing the bare minimum or anything that I came up to because I was playing like a lot of the middle of the game, just doing everything, which of course meant a lot of repetitions. but I didn't really mind it. i I kind of realized that I learned a lot more about my target and how I should go about getting my target to be dead uh by getting more of the information which is natural but then i realized that you know it was taking way too long to finish the game so i decided that i was going to just get three and get one with a map and one with information and like another one with either map or information but i really kind of needed a map and i just pretty much went balls out on the on the bosses. Cause like later on they don't even like give you an opportunity to really uh sneak around and get the guys. Um mm-hmm. Pete, you would know well you might remember what I'm talking about. Yeah. But um I just have to mention specifically that I hate 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 the docs.
0: Yeah, and, I know which part you're talking about.
2: Um it's just it's just stupid that that you you died the second you touch water but what like, yeah well, you can, so you, so there's no
1: swimming in this there's Not no swimming the first in, one in uh,
2: okay and so they for someone who dies the second they touch water they give you a, a an area where you're surrounded by water oh and it's it's annoying as hell and that i i was basically forced to go balls out because it was like there's way too many ways for you to land in the water. Half of it is computer-related, and the other half is just can you know user experience-related.
1: Computer-related? computer, uh, computer related?
2: Yeah, you know, like there's AI characters who will push you into the
1: water. Oh, okay. I was like, huh?
2: Yeah, and like if I you was get like, into a fight. Does the, I was like, does the
1: animus the push you into the water? I don't no, no.
2: Um, but then the other is like, oh, I want to jump this way. And the guy jumps the other fucking way and you're like, ah, uh, I gotta do this shit over again. But, um, once I decided, you know, forget about trying to do this the right way. Um, I'm just going to do it. I did it. And apparently I did it the right way because I, I, at the end of the game, I got the achievement where you, uh, assassinate everybody with a full DNA bar. Yeah. Uh, so I was happy with that, because I, I was kind of like, well, at this point, I didn't do it, so I don't care. Uh, but it, it, it said that I did it, so I did it. And I finished that. I um, actually borrowed from a friend of mine uh, Assassin's Creed Bloodlines for a PSP. Try and run through that real quick before I play Assassin's Creed 2, which would be like my here <laughs> and I'm not. I'm actually not kidding about that because um, I pretty much have planned out at least half of the year in terms of games.
1: Oh shit! You scheduled that? Yeah.
2: Um, Get your Outlook I, calendar I mean, ready. I haven't scheduled it in my backlog, but I have an idea. Like I have enough stuff that's priority one, two, and three that'll probably just be until June.
1: I was gonna say, take break out your hero and start fiddling with the calendar. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, no, uh, I actually don't have it in calendar because I couldn't schedule hours. There's no possible way that I could schedule hours to play games because, <laughs> like, um, you know, it's not like I could actually be in my living room at the, playing yeah. my game at a specific time and then stop at a specific time.
1: That would be Animal
2: Crossing. Yeah, that would be Animal Crossing. Um, so what else other than Assassin's Creed? Uh, I actually bought Final Fantasy Dissidia over the week. It was on sale at Target for twenty dollars, and I started playing that. I stopped playing Puzzle Quest because it was just a little monotonous, and I started playing Dissidia because I was talking to a friend of mine about Dissidia, and it really just got me into like I really want to experience the game, and that that game is crazy. It's like you know you think in a good it's way? a fighting game, yeah, in a good way. Because you think it's just a fighting game where they just put a whole bunch of Final Fantasy characters together, uh, one from each game, from 1 to 10. And basically, it's just a protagonist versus the primary villain, uh, you could say. But the way the game works, like underneath, like under the hood, is absolutely crazy. First, you have your basic fighting engine, which is pretty interesting. You know, it's behind the character view. Uh, and it is? You... Uh...
1: Hmm? I didn't I didn't know that. I think from the gameplay videos I saw I was under the impression that it was similar to Power Stone in a way. Is that accurate?
2: Sort of, yeah. Okay. Similar to Power Stone because the camera does rotate like in certain ways. If you're next to a wall, it will kind of show a side view of the character and you can also change the camera on your own. Mm. Um but primarily it starts like it starts out behind the character, um, like a third person game. Uh, well, okay. um, not a, like a third-person shooter type of game. Mm. <clears throat> um, and you run around, know, you contact your character, do damage, and you get to interact with the environment, which is really cool. You can break stuff in the world. Uh, You can grind on objects, run up walls and stuff, and make it look really interesting. Although half the time you're probably not even looking... Well, no, half the time you are looking at the screen, but then when you're doing moves like your EX moves, <clears throat> which are obtained by filling up your EX... ES- EX gauge by getting an EX core that appeared periodically <laughs> while you're fighting. EX! E-X, EX! 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 Um, then you're, you're kind of doing stuff on the screen, but all the cool animations are behind it, so you kind of miss out on that. But what's cool about that is that later on you get to unlock a, a, a movie theater, like uh, a replay function. And you can save your matches and watch them play out.
3: Mm.
2: Um, <clears throat> so now, of course, the game works. I'll just... Lay it down, real quick. Uh, Yo, lay have... that shit down. Lay that shit down. Lay that shit um, down. Son. Lay that shit down. So <laughs> <laughs> you have bravery, lay which down. is a numerical value of whatever you mm-hmm. have bravery. Your enemy has bravery, and that determines what damage you do. Mm-hmm. So uh, if we have equal bravery and I hit you with a damage attack, mm-hmm. I do no damage.
1: Uh, okay. Yeah, I was so... I was seeing that in um in the in the fir- in the quick look by Giant Bomb, like they were hitting each other. But not doing any damage. I'm like, what the fuck? Right. So I, I see. Interesting. So in
2: order to actually do physical damage to your opponent, you have to reduce their bravery by performing bravery attacks. <clears throat> okay. It's really cool because it extends the, the the it extends the life of a match. Because <clears throat> uh-huh. you could be trading blows back and forth, doing bravery moves, and trying to get that edge so that you can do like maybe a one hit kill when you actually do damage. Because when you get to the point where, say, all right, I have two hundred and fifty bravery you have 250 bravery. I knock out your 250 bravery, I uh, create what's called a bravery break. And then if I continue hitting you with bravery attacks, I take the bravery from the level, because the level itself has its own numerical value for bravery. What the fuck? This is crazy. So I can make myself even stronger. (laughs) So say I have 250, you have 250, and the world has 250. I take your 250, I have 500. And say I have no boost, no extra percent stat, whatever. You got boost power. Right. And then I hit you for 250 more bravery and steal that bravery from the world. Then I do a damage attack, I will do 750 damage to you. And if you have under 750 hit points, it's done. You're gone. <laughs> and... Um, Sounds every- like a lot of math. Yeah, but the computer does this, so I don't really give a damn. I-,
1: I may be Asian, but I don't like math.
2: <laughs> so uh, what's cool about the game, like while you're fighting it, uh, it will actually tell you if... You're at a point where one attack will win the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. So you'll like be fighting and say you get to the point where uh, you have a thousand and one bravery and a guy has a thousand life. It'll say a square attack will uh, will win the match, and then mm-hmm. you do that and then you know perform whatever the animation is. You die and it's like final blow, and then it shows them falling in slow motion, and then it shows you in your victory pose, and then it closes out. Uh, so that's basically how to, the actual fights work but then there's even more under the hood because there's a story mode where you actually gain experience and level up your character get equipment and accessories and summons and money and power points so that you can unlock stuff in the the PP catalog, which can, be used, shut up, which can be used in the game. And then there's things like that belong in the museum. You have this icons that you can get for your characters that feature the whole bunch of different people from Final Fantasy. And uh, you can unlock different costumes for each of the players. You can, uh, while you're fighting, you can actually... Uh, not you can actually. The game has a separate feature where there's a Chocobo walking down a road or, or down a field of grass. And for every fight that you create, the Chocobo moves up a step. And this is called the play plan. And it's Is that the on... game
1: board that you were talking about before to me offline?
2: No. Or is it something The game else? board is the, uh, the way you play the story mode where the goal is to get from where you start to the end of the level and there may be obstacles in the way which create fights or have treasures or things like that and then uh-huh. every time you move you lose what's called a destiny point and the objective is to get to the end with as many destiny points as you can
3: so it that is you can your get more destiny. story points.
2: as you get more story points at the end you get to unlock more bonuses when you finish the story of that character and each story is 5 <clears throat> 5 boards long um so yeah the the play plan before you start your game, you can uh, set your amount of play. Like, you, It asks you, how much do you think you'll be playing this game? Oh, and interesting. Okay. They give you an option of casual, average, or hardcore. Uh huh. And that creates the play plan. The more you play the game, depending on your uh, play plan, the better bonuses you get as a result of
1: playing. And, and to be clear, when you say hardcore, just for anyone listening out there, you, you mean to say how much you will be playing, not the difficulty, correct? Exactly. Okay. Um,
2: it's all based on how much time you're going to spend playing the game. Right. So if you play the game, say you're going to play the game maybe 30 minutes a day or something like that. I don't even know, but if you're not going to play the game for very long a day, you want to use casual because you'll get your bonuses as you should as opposed to missing out on some of the really good stuff that you would just get by playing the game. And right. if you play for longer, you have average, and then if you basically you get home from school, because obviously the only person who's going to be able to do this is someone who gets home from school, <laughs> and then plays the game for the next six hours until it's time for bed. Or someone with a job. Home. Well, I guess, but not someone with a job in a life, because they would be out doing something. As well no, I meant game. without a job. Oh, without a job, yes. yes. You know, like a, a 13-year-old. Or um, an
1: unemployed person affected by this
2: economy. True. But if I was unemployed, I'd be going out. <laughs> if I if I was single and unemployed. That, well, that was what I did when I was single and unemployed. But that's, that's how you play. That's how that's you how pimp. That's, that's how, how you do. pimp it, shit. So, um, you have that. You have the play plan. What if you set
0: it to casual and then play, like, six hours a day?
2: Then uh, you'll finish the casual gameplay plan and you won't get any bonuses for the other however many hours you play.
0: Oh, okay.
2: So it's it's in your benefit to play on a hardcore because you get more bonuses numerically and you get better bonuses as the time goes by.
0: Okay. Um.
2: Uh, so yeah, that's the play plan. I told you about story mode. Uh, there's a communications mode where you can trade uh friend cards with other people, and they have that kind of um uh, walkabout mode like the Nintendo's bark mode. Ah uh, yes. You can get people's friend codes and. That is another feature in the game, or something, I don't even remember. And all of this comes together to make, like, a really deep, like, a, probably a 40 hour RPG fighting game. Because you have 10 separate story modes for Final Fantasies 1 through 10. Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, the prologue, which shows you it's the tutorial, but um, that also has some goals that you have to achieve. And then there's one, I think, like a final fight type of like the final battle story mode that unlocks as it unlocked when I finished the first story. I did the Final Fantasy IV one featuring Cecil. Oh, mm-hmm. Sorry, featuring Cecil. And <laughs> it's alright. Bethel. And it it was cool <laughs> about was <laughs> cool about the story modes is that it really plays on the characteristics of the characters, so it, like you know them well. For example, Cecil, he always struggled with his self-worth throughout the entire game of Final Fantasy IV. Right. He was always concerned whether he was good enough or whether um, he I'm really good needed enough. to rely on his I'm strong uh, enough? Right. whether he, you know, needed to rely on his party, his mates to really bring out his true value.
1: And goddamn it, people like me. Sorry.
2: <laughs> exactly. And so um, they, they play on that throughout his story. Um, I haven't done anybody else's story yet. And then the, each of those stories has a separate difficulty, which is weird because even though the Final Fantasy 4 story was one-star difficulty, I had a particularly tough time with it. <laughs> but that was mainly because like I was still learning the game. So Right, I was going to say. <laughs> hopefully by the time I actually get to like Final Fantasy 1, which is uh, the hardest one, I will um, actually get some... have some experience and be able to win these fights. Because they have these really crazy goals. That's another thing. Uh, They give you goals so that you can gain destiny points in the middle of a a level. Mm -hmm. And gaining those destiny points will assist you in ending the level with destiny points. Because usually if you didn't get any, you would end it with zero destiny points. You won't get any bonus. But some of these goals are like win the battle in ten seconds. Uh, Some of those are easy because you fight against uh, enemies lower level than you. But then there's some that are kind of hard, like um, achieve a critical hit in 10 seconds. Oh, shit! Now, you can trigger a critical hit, but it's kind of hard when you're fighting against somebody either your level or a little higher, and they actually do stuff to get away from you. Or you know, you've got to do a bravery break in 10 seconds, and they have a lot of bravery. So mm-hmm. those kind of things get kind of tough and kind of frustrating, especially since if you lose and you retry, that counts against you. If you lose and you quit, that counts against you even more. Rage quit. Yeah, I mean it, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Like it really kind of uh forces you to be perfect or to be as good as you can. And if you're not, it kinda of, it well for me, when I wasn't, it frustrated me because I was like, Damn, I'm gonna get penalized for this and it's gonna stay on my record or well not stay on the record, but right. It's, uh, it's it's logged right it's it's no it's actually not logged that was one thing i was surprised about or you just spent your log, mental record like you know statistics like how many times you attacked or how much damage you did or how many times you retried but at the end of the story that retry that you did so that you can get a, an item will be minus 10 for your story points which will take away from your bonuses at the end of the story gotcha uh so i'm not talking about the city anymore because it's, it's <laughs> you can talk about the city for like a whole podcast probably I also played
1: Well we should all play it and then do do a let's rebooting. Yeah, that will be a whole episode right it. there. Oh Why that's not? right, you don't have a PSP. Oh okay. Uh, PSP. 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 So Follow uh, for play. Christmas is
2: the PSP. <laughs> 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 that's stupid shit. Um I played a few minutes of Soul Calibur 4 for PS3 and Good golly, that game is beautiful. A tale of souls and swords. And that. now I feel like I want to play Soul Calibur three because I feel like I missed something because of the intro no. to Soul Calibur four. You ain't like, missed what? This is like that. that, you, is ain't like mi- that? you ain't missed You ain't missed shit. I've been. Gameplay know. wise, yeah, yeah, but is, I'm just talking about like with what little the story experience there is. Yeah, uh, because they just drop you like into you know previously on Soul Calibur three and. The following
3: takes place.
2: <laughs> so, um, yeah, I played a second of that, and that, that's a really nice-looking game, and Darth is pretty gangster-like with his moves. You can knock somebody on the floor and then force grip them by the throat and throw him across, uh, kind of throw him back across the
1: screen sometimes. Uh, to be to be clear and to reiterate, you have the PS3 version. This is why you have Darth Vader, correct? Exactly. Okay, just making sure that people out there realize that.
2: Oh, yeah, I, I said that when I, I said I had a few seconds to play.
1: Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. Um, a question before you go on. I, I yeah. forget. Did they make Yoda available for download? And, yeah, I think you got to pay for it. Right. That's what I mean. Like, did they make the, the cross platforms available for pay? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, that, yeah, figures. <laughs> Just making yeah. sure. I think they did that, like, a few
2: weeks or um, or a couple of months after. Into the, the yeah. Uh, Probably, like, I think. Two or five dollars or something. Like that. To what? quote Giant Bum, I like boobs. <laughs> oh yeah, that that's what game he was talking about. I don't even <laughs> now I, I, nah, I don't even want to play with that because then all I'm gonna think of oh, is that geez. one scene where he says I like boobs and the boobs jiggle from Oh camera. god. Um, is is
1: there like a like a boobless mode or not boobless a boobless mode, every <laughs> chick's a the, dude. I should, <laughs> no, I should say is there a, is there a, a cost a, a costume that she can wear that's a little bit more decent?
2: She wouldn't be Ivy if there was. This is
1: true, but maybe she could be like Mother Goose Ivy. I don't know.
2: Yeah, and then she'd also have wrinkles. Oh, God, <laughs> let me not think about Ivy with wrinkles. And young Mo- young Mother quote. Goose Ivy. Young Mother Goose Ivy. Um, Mother Gosling.
1: They're... Mother Gosling Ivy. There you go. Mother
2: Gosling. I think that concludes what I've been playing. Um, I'm just going to look at Steam because I know I've been playing some Steam stuff. Uh, playing something else. And I also bought Serious Sam, The First Encounter HD. I uh, haven't played it yet, but I did. Ah, I didn't yourself. No, I have not played anything for Steam this week. I th- Yeah, oh, I know what I played. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, dummy. Yeah. This week, I spent pretty much the entire week, which went by in a matter of two hours, honestly. I mean, I was awake for most of this week, because I think I only slept four to five hours each day. Uh-huh. But... I feel like this week went by so fast, although I was awake for most of it. <laughs> Maybe yeah, that's it why,
1: because it's all a blur.
2: Yeah, it was all a blur, because I remember the, when I first started playing Final Fantasy X, which is the game I played this week, and you know realizing where I was, I was 30 hours into the game, and I was near the end. And wow. I figured, okay, I could probably beat this game really quickly. And now it's Saturday. I started the game on Monday. Saturday... I am now forty, almost forty-five hours into the game, and I'm at the very last part. Mm-hmm. And um, I would just like to say that I really wish this game was over now, because <laughs> 'cause I'm tired of. You know how you get that end of the game blue? Yeah, you're like, come on,
1: I'm almost there. I just, just end already, yeah.
2: Yeah, but see, I think it's an RPG kind of thing. What CG. they do is they ramp up the difficulty at the end of the game. Oh, uh, okay. But what's weird about this is that. See, because they keep changing the way the game works, you know, Final Fantasy... Well, I've been playing games in succession with really weird methods of progression. I should say it like that. Final Fantasy 8 has the uh, junction system and the enemies scale and level with you. So it's not really in your best interest to gain levels in the game. So there's no real way of gauging whether you're truly ready for the end of the game. You understand? Right, yeah. Final Fantasy X has a sphere grid. There is no physical leveling up in that game. You follow the sphere grid with your characters, and some characters actually fall into other characters, which is cool and all, but it's very confusing. At the end of the game, you do not realize or you're not really sure as to whether you're really prepared to finish the game. Right. That's where I am now. Like, I'm surprised I am where I am because, uh, you know, in, in an effort to catch up, I looked at GameFAQs to find out what was going on. You and, cheetah! Uh, and uh. I, I was looking at some things, like, just to kind of speed things along. Like, I had to do, um... Uh, actually, I didn't look at anything to really speed anything along. Other than, in fact, like, I mistakenly read some boss information. Oops. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, like, there was a boss, the, the upcoming boss, and they were saying some things that you should do and should not do. And I felt that at the end of that boss fight, I really needed that information. But then yeah. I hadn't looked at any other boss information. And uh, Austin, you'll recall that I was fighting one boss. And it the boss is like three phases long. And I think it took me a matter of like 30 minutes to actually beat the boss. But that took a lot of strategy, which made me feel like, okay, well, I can probably beat any boss for the rest of this game as long as I use proper strategy. I don't need to have like the ultimate weapons and... Uh, you can't really be
1: well, high level because yeah. there are no levels. Well, you'd, you'd hope that a game would be designed in such a way that you don't need to have all that shit. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, I
2: did look at the facts about all the um, the celestial weapons, as they're called in this game. You cheetah! Uh, and I decided it's not worth it. Oh. Because um, I, I wasted 45 minutes this morning running around looking for one person so that I could get started on trying to get <sighs> um celestial weapon. Hey, could not Tidus. find that person. Tidus. Tidus! Uh, and, oh, I would just like to say for the record that Walker does not sound like that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he sounds pretty close, though. It's kind of, but you have to add, like, a Jamaican accent, so, like, a Caribbean accent in there. But, anyhow. I'm going to uh, try. <laughs> I, I spent, like, 45 minutes looking for this one guy and could not find him or her. Whoever it was, and got into so many fights because I, there's there's a no encounter uh, feature that's included with a piece of uh, you know inventory, but you got to get that from like a special boss. Mm. And I didn't want to fight that special boss because I knew I was going to die against that special boss. And
1: it's my special friend.
2: So I wound up actually getting in the process Yuna's celestial weapon, but it's useless. Because in order to actually unlock the power, because you have to get the weapon, and then after you get the weapon, you have to get the uh, two items that will unlock the the potential of that weapon, so that you can actually use it. Because uh, if you just equip it on its own without uh, without unlocking the potential, you just get no AP, and mm-hmm. basically it, it stalls it, it stuns your character. So I'm like, all right, in order for me to actually get the the slush weapons for everybody. I would have to do pretty much 90% of all of the optional stuff in the game. Not doing it. <laughs> so I went straight to the final boss, and uh, I actually did pretty well. I have not died yet. Yet? Um, yeah, I have a. Because you're I'm still in the that. middle of like. No, well, I'm in the middle, like, because the way it works, I'm just gonna be um, what's the word? I'm going to be vague, vague, very yeah. abstract about. It's I'm not gonna drop any names or anything. But it starts out, you, you say you wanna go do the final part of the game. You fight a relatively long boss battle that requires a lot of strategy. Then you fight another boss battle which is uh, a doomsday boss. You know, a boss that you have to like Odin, you have to beat the boss before it does its negative oh, okay. attack. Yeah, gotcha. And that was kind of hard, because I was like, how the hell am I going to take over... I'm, I'm going to drop a number here, but not the exact number. But how am I going to drop over 100,000 HP in the amount of time they want me to? Right? And I I wasted, like, a turn and a half just, like, setting up and finding out that the boss had over 100,000 HP. But I did it. I was happy. Um, after that,
1: aren't you the go-getter? Ah.
2: After you do that, then you have to fight another boss.
1: Like right and after? It, or, yeah. Or it, do, you, it, do you have a chance to, to, to recover and shit?
2: You have one chance. No, you don't.
1: It goes, it, so it, it throws you straight into that boss after getting pummeled by the other boss?
2: I'm, I'm doing it backwards. Uh, first is the boss with the, um, with the strategy. <laughs> after the boss with the strategy, <sighs> okay. then you do the other boss, which is actually a two-part boss. You have to kill something before you can get to the, to the other part. Mm-hmm. And all of that is just one big segment. And um, I, I just have to say that I, I'm so lucky that I did two things that were out of ordinary. I think is out of ordinary. Uh, first off, I learned Ultima uh, on Yuna of all people. Uh, I had unlocked Ultima because I think wait why that.
1: why do you say it like that? What, oh, because
2: uh, Yuna's s- sphere grid is so far away. Because uh, it seems like the uh, Ultima is in the center of Kamari's sphere grid. So Kamara is the one usually who would unlock
1: it. I see, okay. It's just not something that she would normally learn.
2: Exactly. But I figured since uh, at the present time, Yuna had a higher magic value than Lulu, I would give it to Yuna. And it's a black magic spell. So, you know, she's she has all white magic and no black magic. So I did... um. I I taught her ultimate, which is 90 MP. And she's got a couple of... um. She's got like limited amount of MP, but she's also responsible for healing. So then I decided to throw Osmos her way. And now her magic is so high that if she does Osmos on on a boss or an enemy, she takes more than enough MP such that they have zero MP by the time I want to like use Osmos with Lulu
3: mm-hmm. who actually
2: <laughs> learns it. And I taught Ultima also to Kamari, but it's useless because it takes off like no health. Um, I also... Oh, those are two things I did. I told her Osmos and I told her Ultima. So now when I'm like in a stitch, uh, I will cast the heaviest magic with Lulu and I'll cast Ultima with Yuna and it will be tons and tons of damage. Then I'll cast Osmos and then do it again. And then I'll get Bahamut out there and I'll do a Mega Flare. And I'm like, okay, that should be good. That's kind of how I got through. Then I got the save and then I did the Doomsday Boss. And then after Doomsday Boss, I have a dungeon to go through in the middle of which is a boss and i just finished that boss and i have to continue a dungeon i'm like when is this game going to end never i think i'm i think i have like the final boss that's the only boss that's coming up now but or now so it wants enemies, you to think
1: <laughs> maybe not <laughs>
2: i know it just wants and, you to think that and and now i'm like at the point where every enemy is an enemy i don't feel like fighting And thank goodness I can I I can use Cheetahs and flee.
1: That's how that's how I felt in Final Fantasy IV on the moon the first time. Yep, when they kept on dropping giants on me, I'm like I I can't I can't I I can't deal with this. LR LR LR. But you know what the problem is with Final Fantasy IV? Your face, what? You you there are quite
2: a few. Well, I think there may only be one. There was that you can't run away from. I know. There's there was like one. I think it was only. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm just
1: saying. I got the feeling.
2: Oh yeah yeah. But um, I got that feeling too, like like when they I played... get me the fuck out of here feeling. Mhm. I played it on uh, Super Nintendo. That was all I did. I ran from every single enemy at that. <laughs> in, in I'm like, I can't deal with this. Except for the behemoths, of course, cause you can't run from. Right. It. Exactly.
1: Then you're like, oh shit! I should have stayed and leveled up. Pretty much.
2: Uh, so that's where I am in Final Fantasy X. I'm at a point where I just want to be finished with it, and I'm also at a point where, uh, they want me to fight, and I don't want to. <laughs> I wish I had no encounters.
1: But I do not oh. want to fight that boss. Aw. 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 So now oh. I'm done. What's it? What have you been? <laughs> Sorry. Well, I'll tell you what I am playing at this very moment. Plants versus Zombies. Mm-mm-mm. I'm trying to test my multitasking ability and so far I've been kicking ass, but I've only been playing the beginning stages. Anyway. Um
2: Oh, uh, you cheetah.
1: Well, no, it's because of the fact that yesterday I beat the game for a second time, so it cycles me back to the beginning. <laughs> and the reason why I'm doing this is so I can grow the stupid wisdom tree and then collect every plant for my garden and then buy everything in the inventory. So, yeah, I'm, I'm getting a little uh, uh what's it called completist about this game. Mm-hmm. Um, what I played for, I actually played a game for Gamespot for review. Uh, I played Fantasy Star Zero, uh, which is pretty much. Fantasy Star online for the DS. Yep. Like I think um I haven't played Fantasy Star Universe. I haven't either. I did look at it, but it's pretty much the same. Well, I heard they changed up some of the more granular systems. Mm-hmm. And I think with uh with Fantasy Star 0, it's it's almost back to basics. Um their levels are randomized. Uh it, it it gives you about seven areas offline single player, and that there's some exclusive online multiplayer modes, which which baffles me. I don't know why they didn't bother including them in the in the single player. Wait, like, wait.
2: Oh, you said offline multiplayer or online multiplayer? Online. Oh, okay, okay. Um.
1: Well, I I should say there are maps. There are maps that are exclusive to. And I shouldn't even call them maps because they're not fucking maps. They're random areas. But there are environments. I should say, exclusive to um. When you're not in the story mode, mm-hmm. and that, like I was saying, that that frustrates me because it's just like, okay, well, the story mode has seven environments, okay, and the game through all the missions that you take in story mode, all right, they recycle, and so one mission that takes place in the in the wetlands would be like, okay, um, beat, uh, collect this strange slime for the mayor, mm-hmm. so you run through the wetlands, you kick the shit out of uh, you kick the shit out of um, uh this octopus, this giant octopus at the end of the level, and you collect giant octopus. Giant shark versus mega octopus. Um, so you got that, right? And then you get another mission that says, oh, uh, escort these children through the wetland and protect them. Well, what do you do in the wetland? You fight through it and beat the giant mm-hmm. octopus mm-hmm. Cause he again. Because he's the boss of the level. Because he is the boss of the level. And you see the children nowhere. You don't escort them. You—it's ju- basically all like superficial. It's basically <laughs> you know that you're escorting the children because random dialogue pops up. That uh, random dialogue pops up. That's that that has you talking to said children. Okay, but There's you don't a, actually see them. But you're not actually escorting them anywhere. There's this other mission where it's like, oh, um, explore these uh, ruins and find out what is on like some security video in like. S- Whatever. So you fight through the ruins, and then you come upon this like computer room that has like security tapes and everything, and you get to see like a, a, a tape showing some battle that happened in the past. And then all of a sudden, um, one of the main bad guys of the game comes after you in his big two-part spaceship. Ooh, it's big and scary and all that shit. Okay. <laughs> Later, there's a mission in the game where there there's a set of imposters running around town that look like your guys, and you have to chase after them and bring them to justice. What do you do? You go into the ruins and fight the same enemies. And then mm-hmm. you never see the imp- I-, I was just saying, Oh, maybe that they- maybe maybe they're gonna change it up. Maybe I'm gonna find these impostors and kick their ass. No, you never see them unless dialogue comes up. That's the only time you see them. And then what happens when you reach the end of the stage? There's a dialogue thing that pops up that has you arguing with the imposter, saying, We have to bring you to justice, blah 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 and then you think, Oh, maybe I'll fight the imposters. Maybe not, because when it comes time for the moment of truth, they run away, and then they get blocked by the quote-unquote security system. What is the security system? That same two-part spaceship that you fought back when you were fighting the other mission. Why is it there? I don't know. But it's there, and it's a spaceship, and it's the same thing you did before, and it's boring. And that's, like, my, one of my biggest complaints with that game is, like, maybe this worked in 2000 or whenever the original Fantasy Star came out. It's tired now. Like, I mm-hmm. think it's dated, and I think that even though this may be the first time it's appearing on the DS, like, that doesn't excuse someone from not kind of growing with the times. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those things where it, it gets you with nostalgia, but then the nostalgia also turns on you. It's like, I remember this, and I remember this too. Oh, that wasn't so great. I remember getting mags, <laughs> and... And and getting all these special weapons and showing them off and and running after loot, you know, trying to get that big item drop before my friend does. But I also remember that the camera was shitty. I also remember that the randomized level got a little. It's, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's got. It, it's truly a case of like, if you really just want to play Fantasy Star over again, go ahead. But, I, I like I can't wholeheartedly recommend it. I gave it a six point five. You know, I, I think that's mm. a fair score. I mean, it it's uh. It's nostalgic, sure, but um, let's put it this way. If you really, really, really want to collect loot on the DS, go ahead and get it. Just be aware of what you're getting into. That's all i got to say about that. Mm -hmm. Um, That review went up, um, I think, on uh, Wednesday. So if you want to go and and flame me on the boards and, and...
0: you could go ahead, yeah, and expose,
3: and, and yeah,
0: expose. Yeah, expo- I'm, I'm gonna stitch and bit you on the board. <laughs> stitch and bitch, <laughs> stitch and, and, bitch. <laughs> and
1: expose why you know you're wrong about video games, and you can go ahead and do that. But yeah, Phantasy star five six point five five five. Fair. Fantasy star 5? Zero. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Um, I've also been playing this uh, Steam game that I don't. It's not a Steam game. It's a game that is all on Steam. Uh, this game that I downloaded called Osmos, and this was during the. Um, let me look up the original price. Osmos. I was originally looking for this game that, that's called Euphoria that I saw on the co-op show. Um, yeah, I saw that on there. And I was not I shouldn't say that I was actively looking for it, but while I was looking through the Steam sale, I saw this game called Osmos, which I mistakenly thought was what they were talking about. And it was like $2. And so I was like, fuck it, I'll buy it. And so I bought it. And I booted it up, and I'm like, this is really cool-looking, but where's the part where you do this, this, that, and the other <laughs> that they were talking about on the show? And I'm like, uh, did I? Uh, uh? And then I went back to the show, and I looked it up, and it was called Euphoria. I'm like, fuck, I got the wrong game. Um, but I started playing this game, and it uh, it's actually pretty intriguing. Like, I first started it, and I'm like, all right, this is kind of dumb. But then I played it more and more. And there's 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 a kind of intrigue or fascination to it that uh that I'm that makes me glad that I bought it for two dollars. Um it's uh, I think I described it to Al this way and it's completely like not correct, but I, I explained it like a mixture of katamari and flow. Yeah, something like that. And I never played flow, which already invalidates my comparison. <laughs> no, but the the thing that you were talking about with absorbing it is like flow. I guess, yeah. It's it's very trippy. Not trippy, trippy, but like in a sense of it's it's peaceful and it's like it's kind of a lot of the a lot of the things about it. It's it's very ambient. Like the music isn't out there in your face; it's just kind of sitting there in the background, being very like like it's zen. It's zen, yes, it's zen. It's um, but basically, the whole idea perpetuates around you know the, the theory of like every object, everything requires an opposite and equal reaction, or whatever the fuck that law of physics is um okay i don't i don't i don't like math or physics, because uh, i'm because i'm poor at those but um actually I can pull up the giant bomb description because someone actually d- d- described it very well osmos um it's i would like it i i think it's more of a puzzle game than anything else and it says um Osmos is an ambient strategy game in which the player tries to grow a tiny moat into a large one by absorbing nearby smaller moats. Um, it's built around Isaac Newton's third law, third law of motion, that states for every action there is an equal and opposite reaction. So, a- and that's pretty much uh, how it goes because, in order to mo- you're this when they say moat, you're just this like sphere, this blob, okay? And there are other blobs around you, and your goal is to grow bigger by absorbing smaller blobs while avoiding the bigger blobs, because if you touch them, those absorb you. So it's this game of, like, push and pull. You got to get bigger, but if you get too big, you might touch something even bigger than you and get absorbed into that and all that shit. So
0: sounds kind of like Flow and, and like, those other type of games, like Feeding Frenzy and stuff, where you're like... Oh, okay. You're a fish, and you got to eat the little fishies and avoid the big fishies.
1: Right, right. Okay, so so maybe now I should play Feeding Frenzy to find out what it's like. Um, (laughs) But in order to move its... um, The physics are very, very – well, let me just say that there are physics in the first place. So movement is kind (laughs) of like – movement is kind of like asteroids where if you just take off in one direction, you're going to keep on going unless you, like, sit there and and try to move yourself in the other direction and and, and stop, right? You can't – you don't just stop on a dime because I I think, like, you're, like, in water or something. So there – I don't know what you're in. You're some shit that keeps you moving. I don't know. (laughs) Basically it 's not Mario where if you pl- if you press right, you start running, and if you stop pressing right, you will come to a stop
0: no this in one in other words there's no resistance
1: there is very little resistance, if any there might be none, like Pete said um, but so e- the movement is like you, you kind of propel yourself forward by putting the mouse cursor in the opposite direction that you want to move, so you 're basically putting the mouse cursor where you kind of want it to shit out itself. Because <laughs> what it's doing is it's shitting part of itself out in order to move. And so as you're moving... um. Okay, this is a good description instead of shitting it out. Okay, it also comes from the giant bomb description. It says, in order to move, the player must jettison matter from within his or her own mode. Ah, uh, yes. So it's basically, I basically like shitting it out better. Yeah, I like shitting it out too, but this is more proper and it's more descriptive. But yeah, so it, you're basically pushing yourself by you know using pieces of yourself to propel yourself forward and so if you sit there and like you see a big blob off in the distance that you can absorb and you're like all right i'm gonna go after it and you click and click and click to make yourself move towards it really fast you will get smaller as you move because you're you're removing pieces of yourself so you might end up becoming too small to absorb that thing so you also have to be careful about how fast you're getting from one place to another and you know how much you're pushing because you do too much you get too small um and then they throw in these other things where uh, there are motes that are antimatter. If if you touch it, not it will shrink, but you will also shrink at the same time. You don't absorb it. It basically cancels you out. So you have to avoid those. Um, sometimes you can throw a little bit of strategy in there where um, you can send a bigger mote into the antimatter to make it shrink to a point where you can absorb it. Or you can send a bigger mote into an even bigger mote to make it shrink, and so you can absorb it. Basically, like the physics are everywhere. So remember how I said that you're shitting yourself out in pieces to move. Like,
0: oh, I remember that. Really?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was so long ago. But um, yeah. And, and as you're shitting, as you're shitting pieces <laughs> of yourself out, like they don't just disappear. Like they stay on the playing field. So it's the stinky game. It's a stinky game. It's stanky, stanky, and the kakaduki. Um, but as you're <laughs> as you're moving you know because you're you're releasing pieces of yourself you're basically creating new smaller motes on the playing field um and at the same time just the very act of movement you know it 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 creates um because of the physics like anything that's kind of behind you will will react as a as a result of you moving you know like if you're if if like the banana in a tailpipe thing right if you put a banana in a tailpipe the car will not move because the gas is trying to get out but it can't right until eventually the banana gets blown out of the tailpipe. And if you haven't seen Beverly Hills Cop, to not catch that reference, you suck at life. And you should go watch that movie. Um, but so, that's why I was saying you can move other motes into other things. Strict- just by like... Y- you can kind of position yourself in front of a moat. And then propel yourself away from it. In effect, propelling that moat in the opposite direction. It's very confusing the way I'm describing it. You should go watch a gameplay video and just ignore me. But it gets, um, there's this one other stage where, and Al, I'm not sure if you ended up watching the video, but, I didn't get that. there's this one other, there's this one other type of stage where, you know, the, the normal stage is just a whole bunch of blobs, and you're just moving your guy around, trying to absorb things and avoid big things, but there's another stage where you're actually in an orbit, like, there's this big-ass, like, thing called the, I forgot what they call it, like, the, 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 the something. That really helps, I know. <laughs> the um, something, something, <laughs> dark side. The, the repulse, uh, the attractor, I guess, okay, um, and it's basi- it basically forms an orbit, and there are a whole bunch of other motes circling this attractor with you. It's like a sun and the planets, right? And it's sitting there and circling in the orbit, and you're sitting there in an orbit. And meanwhile, just because you're in an orbit doesn't mean that you don't have a job to do. So you still have to try to move yourself around the playing field while being sucked into this orbit. you know. And if you fuck up enough, you will actually get absorbed into the sun and die. So... They, they add this whole bunch of... And, and I'm looking through the Giant Bomb page, and there's all this shit that I haven't even encountered yet. Um, but for a $2 game, it's really, really a lot of fun. For a $10 game, which is its normal price, I'd still say if like you're in the mood for some kind of... See, I don't want to call it casual, because like Plants vs. Zombies, while it's approachable, it gets hectic pretty fast. Well, Plants vs. Zombies gets hectic really late in the game. But this gets pretty... And hectic is the wrong word to use to describe this because it's very peaceful, but it gets very mind racking very quickly. Like, you're like, oh, this is a cool game. What? How the fuck am I supposed to accomplish this? You know? And that happens pretty fast. So, um, I don't know. Get a demo, download it, try it. and it, It's it's something other than Plants vs. Zombies that I've been playing. Be happy. <laughs> um, and I've also gotten back into Final Fantasy VIII just one day ago after having written the review for Fantasy Star Zero. I uh, on the PSP, I got back to the point that I was on the PlayStation where I beat the Dalit mission, and now I'm walking back to Garden, to Balam Garden, and that's it. Go play Osmos. Uh, that's it uh, for me. Pete, did you remember anything that you want to... Uh
0: I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> I did remember something. I played a little bit of Dark Ooh,
1: the God, uh, the another one of those God of War type games, right?
0: Yes, yeah, that pretty much sums it up right there. Uh, another one of those God of War wannabe games. Um, I heard it, the I heard the puzzles are a bit more involved though. I didn't play very very play far enough to get to any puzzles. I played maybe about an hour or so and turned it off because I didn't like it. Oh, um, that's sad. I I got like it starts off. It's very. Very God Awardy. It's, uh, you know, like, button. Actually, it's not even really God Award because, like, you start off, there's no combos. It is just Mash X to attack. Oh. Um, which, you know, me, I don't really care about the combos, but, like, it was off putting the fact that there weren't combos. Um, the fact that it was just Mash X to attack, it's like, wow, did they even, like, try Tried? to do anything? Right. Yeah. Which I guess maybe you open up combos later or something, but, I mean, in my little bit short time playing it, it, it was just, it really was just Mash X to attack the whole time, and then, uh, the the graphics were, like, I was expecting, like, something dark and gritty and, like... I, I and mean, it's very
1: bright and colorful from what yeah, I Yeah,
0: it, it looks almost like, it's almost like Crackdown or something, like, the, the art style. I mean, it's, it's not that, it's not that cartoony and cel-shaded, but, like, it, to me, it looked closer to Crackdown than, than it did God of War, you know in what? terms of visual aesthetics.
1: I will say one thing, though. I'm getting tired of, like, the realistic, like, gritty, grimy-looking shit. Like, I like color.
0: I, I, I like do Connor, too, and but I don't, yeah, in ahead, this sorry. game that is about, you know, war, you know, one of the horsemen of the apocalypse, I would expect it to be grimy and gritty and dark, and the yeah. fact that it wasn't like that, it's like, I don't know, it, it, seemed, <laughs> I it like, seemed... I feel I
1: feel like there are cur- creative ways of getting around that, though. Like, I, I guess I'm basing this off of the video review that I saw on GameSpot, but I, I like the look of it a lot. Uh,
0: well, I don't know, like, you'd have to try it and see how you feel about it in motion and stuff, but I felt it was too cartoony for its own good. And um, the fact that, like, you're war and you're fighting uh, angels and demons, and demons are big, hulking monster things, which, you know, makes sense. And then there's a little, little imp demon stuff. So the demons weren't too bad, but the angels are, like, robots or something, or they're, like, in, like, these mech outfits, which is, like, really weird. Um, I, I didn't really – I wasn't digging that. Uh, is is, then, is
1: this uh, Dennis Dyack's take on the apocalypse?
0: <laughs> maybe. Um, Norse but, mythology uh, is full of robots. And they just had, like, had. Too like, Human. Coming last out in 2020. Gen looking, like, transitions of stuff. Like, there'd be a part where, like, a building would crumble, and then all of a sudden there'd be. Uh, what, I can't remember it was, like, demon growth or something that you could climb up. That what? Was speci- specifically, like, layered in a path to get you to the next area. That sounds so kind of perverted. Like, demon yeah. growth. I, I don't remember what it was actually called, but it was basically like, "Hey, this wall is climbable." D-ish. Um, so, uh, yeah, I wasn't really into like that either. The, I don't know. There's just so much of it that wasn't, none none of it spoke to me at all. So I was just like, you know, this game stuff. I I, I eventually got to a point where it's like, I, I guess the game is where it's supposed to start picking up. Um, quote unquote. Uh, where this other you're supposed to meet this demon who wants to have a hearing with the council who is in charge of the horsemen of the Apocalypse or something like that. I don't even fucking remember. The story is very weird. Um, You're very and, weird. And, uh, like, it's it's a conspiracy theory or a conspiracy plot or something to bring war down. Like, like, the horsemen are supposed to wait for the seven seals to be broken before they're called into action. And, and they didn't war- wait well war, war thought that they yeah war thought that they were all broken and he went into action to fight the demons and angels but they weren't so Aww. he gets in trouble and and uh he has to redeem himself and stuff and uh, so the council tells you to go meet this demon that wants a meeting with them and then when, once I ran into him he was like okay now I want you to collect 500 souls for me oh God <laughs> It's Star <laughs> I,
1: adventures all over again get me bathmomo dad oh. at that
0: at that point I had about maybe 250 and that's when I turned off the game <laughs> you're like fuck um, this shit yeah so it it wasn't doing jack squat for me maybe it'll be fun for other people I don't know from what I hear it's supposed to turn into more of like a like like you said it's got puzzle and people are saying that it's kind of like a legend of Zelda type of game that's what I heard yeah that's, that's what I was seeing. I didn't see that at all but maybe it turns into that I didn't like the hour that I played of it and if a game can't grip me in the first hour or so then why should I even bother continuing you're like Gabe I guess yeah um, either way, uh, yeah, so that that was the game that I remember that I played, and that that's all about that. Let's move on!
1: That's a, well, before we move on, that's a very oh. interesting point that we should discuss as a discussion topic one day. Why bother playing a game af- after an hour if it doesn't grip you? Yeah. And, like, I, I'm, i sometimes I'm that way, but a lot of the times I'm just like, you know, the, that one hour of pain could be worth, like, nine hours of fantastic gameplay. And I, I, I could try to think of some games right now that uh that have that for which that has happened to me, like I start playing, and I'm just like, uh uh this is uh, oh shit, this is actually really good, can't think of any right now, but like i'm sure <laughs> no I, i'm not and I'm not saying that to be funny i'm because like, no, I, I, I I haven't been thinking of this predicament, but like I'm sure that there's shit out there that you know you start out and it's kind of shitty, but in the end it's totally worth it, so I think
0: from thing for me is just the 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 risk of wasted time because like it can be a game can be quite a big time investment like with movies and books and stuff like that i will even if it doesn't grip me right away i'll sometimes plug away sometimes through an entire book that i absolutely hate i'll read the entire thing hoping that it will redeem itself in the end um but that's because like i mean books can be a time investment too but even those might not be as big a time investment as some games um and I think that's the problem is that, I, like, if, if I'm wasting an hour of this game and I'm not enjoying it, like, what's to say that I might enjoy the next nine hours? I could play the next eight hours and be like, man, why did I even bother, you know? Uh, so, I don't know. Yeah, but. That,
1: that's that's why, you know, I'm glad that I'm not the only person in the world playing video games. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I could be like, look, does this get better? And if someone says, yes, you should probably give it a shot, then I'll, you know, I'll do it.
0: Right. Um, anyway, uh, like you said, we can maybe shelve that for a topic for another time. Oh,
1: but speaking
0: of shelving,
1: our main topic is coming up about buying games that we put on the shelf, but we'll be right back after a sync up. We are back with our main topical topic, Tropico Tropic, um, and I'm still playing Plants vs. Zombies. But Tropic um, Thunder. Tropic what? Thunder. Great movie. Um But Pete, <laughs> would you like to read what your topic is for the audience to understand what we're talking about? <laughs> <now>?
0: <laughs> so Bye. Why do we buy games? that we okay. Why do we I was gonna games? say like well we buy them <laughs> because we like playing them, buddy. What's no, okay, your point? So my, my topic was why do we buy games that we end up just shelving and hoping to get to at some point in the future? I've been trying to figure out why I do this as over the past month I've bought at least six games that I have no time to play since I'm still slogging through Dragon Age. Um and then I just put if there's already a topic set that we could shelve this one for later, har har anyway Har har. Let's start <laughs> Let's start Um this is my topic. I choose. Okay, Austin, you said um. You can go first. <laughs> well, I'm going first. Regardless,
1: it's I'll I'll pull the Garnet and say it's my goddamn show, which is not true, but because I'm not Garnet. But um, <laughs> I think I, I feel like Al and I have sim- will have similar responses. Uh, I could be I probably am wrong, but that's what I'm feeling, like, especially with games that uh, that are not entirely popular. I, I, and, and, I, and I should bring up Atlas Games, for example. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're, they're going to go away. It, it, it happens with shit like Phoenix Wright, okay? Where, after, like, I think I bought it right away, but Al, I think you waited to buy it, right? Phoenix Wright, I the original one. I
2: actually didn't know about the game and what the Japanese one when I learned about it. From right, you.
1: and you had to buy the Japanese one because in the states it, it was, was a limited print run.
2: Yes, this is before they reproduced the print, before it got right, famous exactly.
1: Again. Right, and so that type of shit makes me paranoid. Um, you know, there are games that Konami doesn't print. Like, back when the DS was completely new, and I thought that I actually wanted to play Lost in Blue, which, you know, after buying the game and trying to play it, I realize now that I don't want to play Lost in Blue. <laughs> oh, um, good game. Huh?
0: That's a good game. I don't.
1: I didn't think it was bad, but I just couldn't. I I wasted hours on that and I just couldn't reconcile the time that I spent on that. So um but you know I I heard you know I heard that Konami had a habit of printing limited runs of that game. And so I was just like I got to snatch this up. And when I didn't snatch it up, the only place I could find it was on Konami's online store. You know? And so so it's t- things like that when when a game comes out that I have some interest in, I'm like shit, I got to get this before it goes out of print. Um but that habit kind of carries over into the more popular games where I'm just like, I kind of want to be able to talk about it with all my friends and everyone else who's playing it. but I just don't end up playing it because I, you know I get sucked back into all the shit that I haven't played that I still need to play, or a review for GameSpot comes up that I have to dedicate myself to. Um, and if I were like a full-time game reviewer, it would be more feasible because you know your job is to play games. But my job is not to play games full-time, actually. Like, it's to consult. And I play games in my spare time. And so when I have to review a game, all my spare time is taken up with that review game, so I can't play the game that I bought, even though I want to play the game that I bought. So, th- which begs the question, why am I buying games? Why am I not just reviewing them? Because I get shit like Fantasy Star Zero. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it's mo- mostly a th- uh, it, it's twofold. It's being worried that the game will not be available after a certain amount of time, and wanting to stay up to date with everyone else. Um, that's my two biggest. Those are my two biggest things, and we can discuss it further, but I want to hear everyone else's uh, reasonings.
0: Al?
2: Oh, you want to hear mine? Oh! Yeah. Um, well.
1: Well. Well. It
2: all started. <laughs> it all started back when I was younger, and I didn't have a job. And uh, my uncles, Master they, uh, Mike, they had jobs. And they had game consoles. And when they got paid, they just immediately went out and bought whatever new game they wanted to play. It wasn't very frequent, but it was a power that I coveted. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, and I, I did discuss this at length with... Um, you know, people I think I discussed that with you back and when I met you involved. This is correct. Because that was when we started doing it. Yeah. Because we started getting real money. Yeah, we started yeah. getting paid. Started getting pisaid. Paid
1: out the ass. And then we started but,
2: talking about what games we wanted to get when we got pisaid. Paid out but back the ass. then the ratio of buying games to finishing games and playing games was about equal. Right. There probably could have even been a time where you wanted to play games and you didn't have any because you had all the time to play.
1: Yeah. Also you had all the time to play and also while we had money, it wasn't as much as a full time job. Right. So we, we were, were able you know, to overbuy. Right, exactly. And also games were
2: rather expensive. And and also we were we were actually like we were in an environment where there weren't any uh I don't know what kind of games they're like categorized as, but Xbox Live Arcade and PSN and WiiWare, those those smaller games, they didn't exist. So if you were going to go buy a game, you were paying $50. And maybe if a game was on sale, you were paying 30 or 40 But most of the time, you were going around spending $50 on a game. So that, in and of itself, did limit the amount of games that we purchased as a whole. Right. Uh, fast forward a couple of years, and... I'm working at Acclaim, which is a uh, you know, all video game all the time environment where people talk movies, talk video games as the two biggest topics. And Mary Kate and Ashley. We didn't talk Mary Kate and Ashley. We <laughs> abhorred Mary Kate and Ashley, other than the fact that one of the guys he said that they look cute in one of these pictures, so we called him a child molester. And he was like, <laughs> Wait a minute, they're gonna be eighteen soon. It's like we oh said, that's okay. <laughs> they're not eighteen yet.
1: Yeah. So that's anyway, gross. <laughs> that's gross. Uh
2: there were two major priorities that I had while working on the claim. One was to catch every new movie when it came out. Uh-huh. And two was to get every new game when it came out. Jesus. And those two things uh were because But every single new game? Morning. Well, no, no. Every single new <laughs> game that was good that you wanted that, that people were interested in because we all had the same interest, which was right. weird. Because in a, a, an environment of a whole bunch of people who play a whole bunch of different games, most of the really good games, like in terms of general goodness, like things that are rated high on... Gooditude. ...and stuff like that. Things that are, are very high in gooditude. Yes. Everyone was interested in So if it was a game that had story, you had to get it. Because the next Grand, day or the next Grand week, Stream Saga. ...people come in and... No, not Grand Stream Saga. <laughs> And the next week, people will come no in. No faces? And they would talk about the game and spoil everything and not. Oh. Out. I hate spoilers. I you hate know. Spoilers. And, and then I would come to a point where, like, if I didn't have a game and I wanted to play it and I didn't want to get spoiled, I would go, la 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 la, and walk out <laughs> the room. Or say, no, no, don't talk about that. Don't talk about that. And they would say, okay, all right, whatever. But if you didn't warn them, they would just talk about it, and it'd be People's, loud, because they may be the only two people, three people in the room, and they'd be talking about a game or a movie that just came out that weekend. They'd talk about every little bit. Oh, I remember at the end when... And they'd be all over. Wow, motherfuckers be trifling. So I started buying games to keep up with the Joneses. Joneses. And played them enough to talk about them, or sometimes didn't play them, but told people, hey, I haven't gotten to it yet. And that's when the backlog started growing. Yeah, um, and then uh, you know it kind of just moves on from there. Now it's at the point. Oh, and then uh, I, I definitely have to mention my, the word that I created, uh, Konami Cision, <laughs> where uh, you know games will come out by Konami in particular, and they'd be only on the shelves for a month or two, and then you wouldn't find them anymore because they pulled production from because the yeah. they didn't sell. Or they, um, they were too niche, so you couldn't find them. And this was before, like, Amazon was really out there as something to use right. for um, really inexpensive games or games that may be out of print, or things like that. And so I called those games as being, like, oh, man, that game was Konami-sized. And <laughs> even now, like, you can't find, like, the Castlevania on PS2. You know, you can't find a Castlevania that came out on Xbox. Uh, I'm talking about original Xbox, but that is another reason why you can't find that. Uh, You can't find certain games that came out for older consoles or the things like that. Like They don't do it much anymore, but back in those older console days, they were really limited. 5,000 copies, 200,000 copies, and if you didn't get it on day one, or if you didn't reserve it to GameStop, you weren't, oh. you weren't getting it, and that was something that. Did
0: you pre-order your copy? You had no. to pre-order. Fuck you, bitch! You
2: you know Best Buy. I don't even think Best Buy was um, was, you know Best Buy was still like that whole they had that whole Idea Box commercial still. Nobody knew who the hell Best Buy was, and Circuit City was like Crazy Eddie's, and Crazy you wouldn't even there either. He brought back Crazy Eddie's. <laughs> Holy shit! I swear, Circuit City was Crazy Eddie's. Oh my it just, god! A different name and you know you got you you got these stores that nowadays well or recently people will go to now to purchase Walmart, Best Buy, Circus City, Target. Uh right. am I missing any big chain stores? Uh, sh- those are really the Yeah, the, those the are the important ones. I mean, and we got the gist. And now it's Best Buy, Target's, um Walmart. Right. You know, if you want to get a game, those are only three three stores that you can probably go to to get them at you know, chop at the knee prices. Chop. So if you the go knee. to GameStop, you're going to get a full price. They're not going to come out week one on sale for 5 to $10 off. Um, now it's Amazon, and Amazon, they'll sell a game $15, $20 off the first week or maybe after a month or something like that. Um, so it's kind of, on top of this, the games aren't being uh, Konami-sized <laughs> often, but now they're available for cheaper. So then that makes you go, oh, I'm gonna get it, right. And now they're getting into the habit of selling games dirt cheap all over the holidays. You want to get in a massive haul.
1: That was the reason that I forgot.
2: <laughs> yes. Steam the holiday sales. Steam, Steam. Amazon and the Amazon. stores. They sell games for stupid cheap prices, and you go to the store and you go, oh, I got uh seventy five dollars. I can get all these games. If I had paid regular price for these games, I would have spent $350. Right. So you get them all.
3: This is a deal.
2: And you put them on the rack and you leave them there. Some of them are even still shrink-wrapped. A year goes by and you're like, damn, this was a busy year. I didn't even get to any of these games. Next holiday sale comes around. And you're like I really <laughs> holy buy shit, five dollar game. Find the games. Go, oh, oh, five dollar game. Boom. You look at the clearance bin. You look at games that you were like, oh, I really wanted to get this game in January, but now it's December and it's in the clearance bin for how much? Twelve ninety nine.
1: Get it? That's it's. But you, you know, what's even worse about this mm-hmm. is that when you talk about the Steam sale and then you go to My Games and you scroll down the list to Not Installed and you just see a whole bunch of gray names of all the shit that you bought but you haven't even yep. installed yet. It's like. Uh, uh, yeah, how many, and how, bet, how many gigabyte?
2: Yeah, and on and then you look at that list, and then you look at the two lists together, installed <laughs> and not installed, and see which one is longer.
1: And then which ones are, are physically
2: <laughs> on your shelf, and then you see which one is longer. <laughs> yeah, and see, here's the funny part. Like, in Steam, my list of not installed games is longer than my list of installed games, although I do have yeah, a, a me too, big list of both. And then on the rack... I have fewer shrink wrap games than I do games that are opened, but the ratio of games that have been played through versus the ratio of uh, versus the games that have not been completed. Uh no, I'm not even going to do that. The, the ratio of <laughs> the ratio of games that I've played versus the ratio of the games I have not played yet but have been opened is still uh big, although it's much smaller than 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 the number of games that are shrink-wrapped. Is that right? I That makes sense. That's right. Basically, I have more games that are open that saying. are not shrink-wrapped than I do have games that are shrink-wrapped and not played. <laughs> yes, sir. <Something> like <laughs> I, I think I completely screwed up that sentence, too. Don't so, P, worry about it. Okay,
0: so yeah, uh, you mentioned the sales are definitely what gets me. Because, um, uh, like, especially at, uh, at retail stores. Because, I mean, like, a, a digital sale i can i can close the browser or sometimes navigate away from and then or if, if i get interrupted with anything else like it'll just be out of my mind and then i can come back later and the sale can be over and i'll be like oh, okay well big deal i missed it now i don't have to buy it um Whereas if I'm in a retail store, and this is why I, in my topic I mentioned that I have six games that I just bought per- recently that I'm not going to be playing anytime soon, was because I was in GameStop and they had their buy two get one, uh, buy two use, get one free sale. Oh. Um, and that kills me every time, especially since I, uh, I have an edge card, like so, like I'm saving, you know, the extra extra ten percent on the used games and whatnot, and uh, like. Well, also because you work there, like, you see when that shit's coming up, and you're, like, frothing actually, at the mouth. Actually, I don't know when it's coming up. Oh, really? Up. I mean, I I probably could find out, but uh, I don't really pay attention to it. It just, like, when it happens, I'm like, oh, we're running the sale. I better start taking a look at what games we have in stock to see if there's anything I want. Right. Um, And that's what happens is I'm like I, – I, I see these games. And I'm like, well, you know, if I had bought these games individually – and then I'll start – I'll start uh, justifying it in a way where it's like, if I had bought these games individually and I didn't have the edge card, I'd be paying this much. For <laughs> and um, they were new. Yeah, like, I start going over I, – oh, I over-justify my purchase. Um, And then, so, yeah, like, then I'll just, like, be like, well, I may eventually one day want to play these games, and the sale is only for this weekend, so I should pick them up now but, rather than wait till later. That's the biggest thing that I might want to play this at some point bug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the worst thing for me is that I'll pick up games I've already owned and beaten and traded in. Oh, and, like and then for then instance, once I can. Later. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at my shelf right now and I see Dead Rising. I had I had completed that game and I really didn't don't need to go back to it, but I love it so much and I was sad that I didn't have it. <laughs> and I'm like, well, if I buy now, I'm actually I'm buying it for less than like. With, when I factor in the trade-in value I got for it, when I traded it in and stuff, it's like, well, I didn't really lose out any money by rebuying it now, even though I probably did. But somehow I worked the <laughs> math in my favor. Um, so yeah, yeah like, you'd make a good politician. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like so I do that too, is I'll buy games I've owned before and then like have gotten rid of for some reason, and then that nostalgic – factor just hits while i'm in the store something i'm looking at the box i'm like man i really wish i had this game again so if i ever want to go back to it it'll be right there on my shelf um i remember you
1: uh, sorry but really quickly it just reminds me of uh when you were running game slaves radio it reminds me of when i sent in an email asking like talking about why i still like physical product because i could trade it in. you're like i can't trade stuff in anymore i miss all my shit too much when i trade it in
0: yeah, and I still have that problem where I trade stuff in, and this is going that's kind of going into our topic, but that is a great thing about digital stuff is, like, these games I bought on Steam now, even though I bought them on an impulse because they were really cheap, I'll never be able to get rid of them now unless I get rid of that Steam account for some stupid reason, I like I do with them. my other Steam account. But anyway, <laughs> um, but no, I don't think I'd get rid of this one because this one has way too many games in it now, so, like, there'd be, it'd be really stupid for me to get rid of it. Right. Um. But, uh, yeah, like so now I know that I have those games. I bought them on the cheap, and I'll have them as long as Steam stays active. Um, whereas uh, these these other games, these fizzle games, that I, even the ones I rebuy, I may someday turn around and be like, you know, I should just trade this in again. <laughs> I, I'm dumb like that. But I was going to say uh, there's also the factor, like you said, Austin, where it's like, you kind of worry that things – even games that are mass produced and are probably never, ever going to go out of print, there's still the, the party that's like, well, what if I can never find it again? Right. Like, I mean, again, I'm just going to use Dead Rising as an example. Like, that's even a, a platinum hit whatever. So, like, the chances of that never being available are pretty much nil. Mm. But there's still the me that's like, well, what, what if in the future I want it and I can't find it anywhere? It's right here in front of me now. I should just get it. Um. And I'm, I, I just feel like uh, – that the reason I brought this topic and that reason was because of uh, my own – I feel like I feel dumb because uh, there's a part of me that thinks, like, well, this might be the lowest price that I'll ever find this for. Right. Like, a, and I, I was thinking about it in terms – after I've already bought these games and stuff, I was thinking about it in terms of, like, I'm playing Dragon Age. I'll probably be playing it for at least another couple months with the rate I'm going. These these used games, especially, are going to drop further in price. So in the future, I could have actually gotten them cheaper if I just waited. Right. Um. But I, that never seems to seep into my head when I'm actually making that purchase decision. Buying shit is fun.
1: I mean, that's, that's true the pro- too. That's the biggest problem is that we are so suckered into the experience of just being like, I got this new shit that I could bring home and like open and 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 play with the box or or give my kid the box. <laughs> So, keep going. Sorry. I just had to exhort.
0: Well, I, I think I've, I've run the gamut on my feelings right there. Um, so, like, uh, anyone else got anything else to say?
1: <laughs> I, I feel like this can all be broken into a, broken down into, like, a number of syndromes where it's like the I think I'm going to play it someday syndrome or the I like shiny things syndrome or the oh, my God, it's, gonna, it's coming out for so cheap. Um, I should take care of the opportunity. I should take advantage of the opportunity now, which is the biggest problem with Steam purchases is is those goddamn weekend sales like i think the giant bomb i think vinny on giant bomb was basically like those weekend deals are the devil
0: yeah mm. actually the the total package deals are the devil and i had to stop myself from because i've already i bought i know i bought the id one and i bought one other one which I can't camera oh the, well it was the, that was the valve one which was definitely worth it because i got you know all the games that you kind of need to have when you have steam um right uh so that one wasn't a big deal but like the id one I didn't need that. I didn't (laughs) like. I've played maybe like two games out of it, but I was like, oh, it's up here when on when they when the when a new (laughs) publisher when a new publisher comes on to Steam or a new developer, whatever, like, like adds their collection to Steam, they usually have like that launch, like that, uh, you know, that 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 coming out party, so to speak, where it's like, like the total package on its first. Uh, couple days of sale well, right that itself was on sale uh so that was in my head the cheapest that in total package would ever be so i had to buy it right then and there um and yeah i mean that was that was uh probably about two years ago now i think that total package came out and i've only played one or two games out of it and the rest i probably never will play but, uh, yeah, so those, I think, are the real devil on Steam, uh, and I had to, like, tell myself, do not buy these anymore. It's like you were even saying uh, last week when we were talking, the uh, the Eidos one that has... Uh, that's oh my, one has Arkham Deus Asylum. And and, and, yeah, Arkham all Asylum. All the shit stuff. that
1: I would have played, okay, for 50 bucks, okay, including Arkham Asylum, which is a new game that retails for console games, console, for consoles, <laughs> for $60. Bucks. I, 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 and I didn't buy it because <laughs> I'm, I, I'm both stupid and smart.
0: Yeah, I mean that I, I should have jumped on it too. I was having the, the computer problems at the time oh. so that helped that helped me prevent that helped prevent me from buying it. You're like, but thank God. The, yeah, there's also the fact that I would have bought it and I probably would have played Batman at some point. But the other games, they would all be, sit there and I'll be like, I'll play those at you know eventually one day. Right. Like, but yeah. Um, keep going.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, here's the. Th- it, 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 the thing with those total packs, and when I say those are the devil, I strictly mean from a standpoint of, hey, um, I'm not going to have time to play these games. Why am I buying them? As opposed to, um, you know, money-wise. Because money-wise, they are very, very worth, you know, the value. That's Like, true. like we just talked about. Okay, the Batman thing, right? Batman in and of itself was, was on PC was 50 bucks On console it was 60 bucks, And now they're offering it along with 10 – not now anymore. But before they're offering it along with 10 other games – uh, some of them very substantial for 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 that same price. I mean, are you kidding me? Of course you're gonna get that and get some value out of it. I mean, it had Deus Ex, it had the other Deus Ex sequel, yep. it had Project Snowblind, which isn't great but it's a little bit of fun, um, and it's just it it's just the the, co- the 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 quantity is just so irresistible because of the fact that you know games in general are just so ex- and I think maybe that's another thing that we you know maybe. And, and I'm trying to, to to find a way to distance the blame the blame from us as consumers, <laughs> <laughs> and, place on, yeah, and, and place it on them. yeah, and place it on them. Is that games are fucking still expensive? I mean, I know that if you take inflation into account and you see how much cartridges cost back in the day, they're not as expensive, but they're still expensive. And it's not I'm not saying that it's wrong to be expensive. It is an expensive hobby, but because they are so expensive,
0: when you see a deal, you're gonna fucking go and grab it. I mean. Yeah, for me, it's like the value is not in question. You, like hardly ever is the value in question. It's just the matter of like the time limited, uh, you know, sales. Like it's like, do I have the necessary expendable income on me exactly presently at the to... moment? Yeah, and then I'll like again, it all comes down to justification. It's like, well, I buy this now and I just don't eat for the next week don't or so. Eat.
1: See, I mean, and Al did the very very responsible thing when I was talking about the Eidos pack when like offline. And he was just like, yeah, but there's a whole bunch of shit that I don't really want to play, so why am I going to bother getting it? And I was just like, but you know, look at the value. And he was like, I know, but I'm not going to make use of it. And I'm like, that's a good point. So yeah, don't buy I, I don't it. Damn like you, out for being I smart. <laughs> I, I would hope that people don't buy games that they don't want. <laughs> yeah,
2: well. I don't
1: it's like, I don't, I don't really want this game, but I'm going to buy it anyway just because it's on sale. And <laughs> <laughs> that's just consumerism. That's true. What were you going to say? Sorry.
2: No. But that's, well, it, no.
0: Nothing. Well, so then these these these, these uh, Steam package deals don't work on you then, huh? Uh, some of them do. If they some have them all do. the
2: games I want. like for, Oh, here's a great example. They were selling uh, a Prince of Persia pack, which had the Sands ah, of Time right. trilogy. Yes, good example. And the Prince of Persia 2008 game. And that was for, I think... Um, Twenty, fifteen to twenty dollars, and yeah, it was like a little more than twenty dollars. Uh, I mean, a little, yeah, I think it was twenty-two something. And mind you, the original price of the Sands of Time trilogy was five dollars a piece. Uh, let me just check real quick and see if it still is. But I already have the uh, the new Prince of Persia. Now, mind you, the original price of the Prince of Persia pack. As I'm seeing here is forty-four ninety-nine. The original price of the Sands of Time trilogy is ten dollars each. So they went down to five dollars a piece for the holiday sale, and the New Prince of Persia I guess dropped down fifty uh, percent or something like that. I didn't want to buy it because I didn't want to have two different versions of the same game. The same game, one of which you know I'm not going to play because I already finished the game on right. Xbox. And uh, the Apple DLC, I have on Xbox as well. So if I'm going to go back to it, I'm going to go back to the Xbox version. Um, so I decided that I wasn't going to buy that pack. And at the same time, I decided I wasn't going to buy the three games for 15 because it just wasn't a good value, technically. Like, they should have had a pack on standard
1: Time pack right. where they sold those three games for $10. And they basically put you in a catch-22 with that. Right. So which, I... is, which ends up being a good thing for your wallet, though.
2: Right, because uh, I spent money on uh, a lot of other things, like you know, for example, just to speak of the opposite situation or the opposite result, uh I bought the entire Salmon Max uh, season one and two collection, and that was fifteen dollars it It's a sixty dollar value for fifteen fifteen bucks. I already mm-hmm. played through Salmon Max 101. Technically, it's only one1. And I was interested enough to want to wanna buy 102, but I hadn't bought it yet because I didn't know when I was actually going to get to it. Mm-hmm. So I decided, okay, well, instead of just getting 102 for like 10 bucks or 15 bucks or however much it was, I'll get this entire set for 15 bucks <laughs> and have all of season one and two, and I don't even know if they have a season three yet, but I essentially have the entire Sarah Mask collection at the moment. Um... And the question is, when are you gonna play it? Well, yeah, the question is when I'm gonna play it, and uh, I'll play it soon. That's basically the best answer that I can give
1: at the moment. <laughs> I'm making a promise to my computer. I will turn you on. <laughs>
0: I will. Now, do you guys feel like you do this with any other medium? Like, I mean, I know personally, like, if I buy a book, or like, I don't really buy movies anymore because I just use Netflix and whatnot. But like, if I were to buy a movie, or even even music, if I buy something, uh, I don't buy CDs, but I digitally download music on iTunes, like. I consume the, that like that stuff right away. Like, I buy an album off iTunes. I listen to it right away. I bring home a movie or something. If I were to buy a DVD or a Blu-ray, I would watch it right away. Like, I, I know there are people <coughs> out there who buy movie, buy DVDs, that like just have a DVD collection and like have like most of their DVD collection in shrink wrap. <laughs> Charlie being one of them. <laughs> but uh, like, f- for me personally, yeah, like I have to. I consume all other media right away. Um, here's the thing.
1: Movies for me are generally impulse buys. Not, I shouldn't say impulse buy, not truly an impulse buy, but more of a, um, oh, this came out today. I like that movie. I'm going to buy it. A- and also because I've already seen it, so I know what I'm getting. Um, and, and half the time when I get something that was a movie, it's because, oh, this is coming out today. I remember enjoying that in the theater, and I kind of want to watch that now. Let me buy it, and I buy it. Whereas with a game, it's more of a plan where I know this has been coming out for a couple of months now. I've been looking forward to it. I don't know when I'm going to get to play it, but I know that I've wanted it, so let me just buy it and be and stupid about most it. Most of the time, we've never played it. Exactly, right. And, like, I, I usually don't play demos, not for any particular reason other than I just kind of don't. I forget that they're there, and I just forget to download them and whatnot. Um, but demos are also <laughs> not, not really <laughs> indicative of I, the final product. You? No, what's up?
2: You forget to download them. I download them and forget to play them.
1: <laughs> there you go. But you know what I mean. It's it's one of those things where it's like like a movie is easy to consume within two hours. Um, you've already seen it most of the time. Um, and it's it's not as big of a uh, it's not as big of a, a a a cost. So when you're in the mood for it, you'll just buy it and watch it. You know, and so that's why I get. That's why I think that I, you know, I've generally not done the whole buy shelf thing with movies, you know, and because and, and you can, you can like, I'll buy a movie and stick it in the DVD player while I'm cooking or something. You can multitask around that, so you're able yeah. to consume it easier. That's um, true. It's it's so yeah. I mean, it, the ease of, the the consumability factor, of, a movie is you know much higher than. I should say the immediate consumability factor of a movie is much higher than with a game.
0: Right. Because you don't
1: have to do anything with it. You just sit it there and you watch it. Yeah. Uh, Excuse you. God. (laughs) You're barbarian. Um, But I do... uh, I did buy the entire series of The Wire without having ever seen a full episode of that show. And in fact, I only saw maybe like two 10-minute snippets of two episodes. That's how much I had watched it. I heard it was a great show. So I'm like, and then I heard Jeff Green talk about it on. I was
0: gonna say, did you buy that because Jeff Green would rave about <laughs> it?
1: I that that kind of sealed the deal, but I was already kind of interested in it, and so I had never seen it, and I bought it, and I never watched it for a long time until one day I was just like, let me start this, and I was hooked. Yeah. You know, so it, it so yes, yeah, some once in a while I'll get some of that, but by and large, a lot of the things that I buy from you know for movies or TV, like, I've seen it, and the reason why I want it is because I want to see it again. And, you know, I'm in that mood, so I'll go get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't I don't know. Did you answer the question, Al? Because my yeah, head yeah. is... I'm lightheaded because I haven't eaten. Aww. <laughs> <You> have <laughs> and going to I'm, end this yeah. rather quickly, then. Oh, um, whatever, dude. I'll just watch no? collapse. No one will notice. Excellent. We'll <laughs> <laughs> Until my hard drive runs out of space to record the file that keeps on recording. Because <laughs> <'cause> I'm not <laughs> conscious to hit the stop button.
2: Um, well... Honestly, I don't really watch movies much, um, because, or I should not, I shouldn't say don't really watch movies much. But when it comes to watching movies, it takes me some time to consume that type of uh, medium for a couple of reasons. One, I have Netflix, so mm-hmm. I rent DVDs, and I have instant streaming. I also have a DVR and HBO and Showtime. So I can get movies that come out on DVD or whatever, and they go on HBO, and then I'll put it onto the DVR and then maybe not watch it for a couple of weeks and then actually get to it. Uh, It's it's really difficult because the time that I spend watching a movie, I could be spending playing a game. Mm. And the games, of course, are the much larger backlog and the much more important to me backlog that I have. Uh, when it comes to music, I also have uh, the Zoom Pass, which is a technically an unlimited you know, buffet of music, uh, which of course results in me going, oh, I like this band, I like this band, I like that band, I'd love to hear this band, blah, 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 download a whole bunch of music. And then I get in the car and I feel tired, so I want to hear something that I'm familiar with so I can sing, and I listen to the same old stuff. So right, right now I'm trying to listen to the new stuff, like I try and have a flavor of the month and I advertise it on my site xlm2k.blogspot.com xlm 2k. Um, you you going to finish that blogspot.com um and yeah. like for example this month I'm listening to experimental rock and experimental metal which uh really? experimental really? metal I there is a band that I know of that does experimental metal, metal so I actually wound up purchasing from Amazon and B3 one of the albums that they had that I hadn't owned yet. And um, I have a couple of their albums that I downloaded through Zoom Pass. So now I can finally get to listen to some of the stuff that I haven't heard from them that I've actually had on my Zoom for months. Uh-huh. Uh, then uh, another band I'm going to be listening to this month is going to be Fall of Troy. And I actually have one of the albums, but I didn't really get into it. But now I'm forcing myself to like really listen to it. And now I'm getting to music that I haven't listened to in probably like eight years. You know? Oh shit! Uh, so it, it's kind of weird with music and stuff because like I'll buy or I'll get a whole bunch of stuff through through my subscription, and I won't listen to it. But when the time comes, it'll be there to listen to. Right. Um, and with movies, it, if I do buy DVDs, which I I really don't, because I first off I have Netflix, and second because of all the things that you mentioned, yeah. Uh, right. Because of those things, I don't ordinarily buy DVDs, but if I do, I usually buy concerts. And concerts I'll buy, but I won't watch because I want to watch them with companies. So, like, I'll have the band over and we'll watch rock DVDs. So, that's that's kind of the, the way the situation works with other media.
1: Media.
0: Pete, did you already go? Uh well yeah I said that I pretty much consumed that stuff right away, yeah. which is why I mentioned it because he I want to know to what you guys.
1: Okay, yeah. just making sure because I'm getting lightheaded and hungry. And Pete has a question. What yeah, is that?
0: Yeah, I figured, figured we wrap that topic up. But uh, real quick because I mean everyone talk you know all our podcasts, and I want us to be like all their podcasts apparently. But uh, we everyone else talks. What about, you want
1: like, is relevant. It is up to the
0: people. Game you know game of the year for 2009 type thing, which I'm not going to actually ask us. But I was curious what out of the game. Plants vs. Zombies. This <laughs> 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 is yes. the only of, game i fucking played. <laughs> well, uh, let me finish. I was going to ask two parts to this. I was going to say the, your 2009 game that you played that's your favorite game in 2009, and one that you... was a 2009 game that you didn't get to play that you wish you had or will get to.
1: Uh, are, do, do the games that we did play in 2009 have to have been released in 2009? <laughs> I like I, I asked that I asked that only because you know me and Al's situation is unique in that we are so slow.
2: Oh yeah, you know because my game of two
0: thousand nine is is bad. <laughs> it definitely did come on two thousand. Why don't you give one of each then? Why don't you give a two thousand nine game and you're just you're the game you played in two thousand nine? I'll try. Did you guys even play any two thousand nine games? I don't I even are know two thousand nine games. Two
2: thousand nine games like for PS three or three sixty.
1: I don't know. Uh, I'll figure
2: it out along the way.
1: I The immediate answer, and I'm not trying to be funny about this, is Plants vs. Zombies, only because this is the one game that I've put as much time into it as I ever have in my past. Like, up until Plants vs. Zombies, all the games that I play, maybe I, I, the ones that I beat, I beat, and that's it. Some of the other games that I haven't beat, but I put time into, maybe 8-10 eight, ten, eight, ten hours or so. Plants vs. Zombies, I'm looking at my Steam profile right now. Let's pull it up. Um, it has... I believe the last time I checked, because it's taking a while to pull up. Um, oh, here we go. Plants vs. Zombies. 68 hours in total that I've played. And it is the one game that has been up that has catapulted my Steam rating from a 1.0 to a 10. Because <laughs> that's the one wow. that's on. And yes, I did leave it up on pause at some points by accident, but that was like maybe like one or two nights. Not even nights, like one or two conference calls that I left it up. Um, and the fact that I'm playing it right now and can still talk to you guys and still succeed at this game I am not good at games most of them and, and I'm you know kicking an ass at this thing and so it's just like it doesn't necessarily mean that it is the best game that I have played in 2009 but it is certainly the one that I have had the most quantity of enjoyment out of in sheer hours and if you balance that out between quality and quality it's pretty, it's pretty up there you know, I can try to think of other games that I've played. I'll, I'll take a look at my shelf um, that came out in 2009. What did I buy? I see the uh, same problem with Al. I don't know what I've bought that came out in 2009 that is a retail copy of a, ga- of a game on a shelf.
0: Okay, I really don't. Well, then, what game that you do know that came out in 2009 did you wish you had played?
1: Batman: Arkham Asylum is one of them. Um, let me take a look down. Let me take a run down the gamut of the um, candidates for Game of the Year. Um from certain right. sites. While you're doing and, that, and I'll and give you, my quick you answers. Yeah.
0: Uh well while everyone might think that Dragon Age might be my favorite game just because of, of the <laughs> amount of time I spent I've been, amount of time I spent talking about it and playing it. Um well I do think it gives you the overall best value in terms of like like hours uh like per like amount spent. Like I mean sixty dollars and I've gotten uh, by the time I'm done I will have gotten way over like probably a hundred hours in that game. Like that's just like a major time value and it is a great game. But this year I think the best bang for my buck in terms of entertainment value has been uh, uncharted Two. I I definitely like have not had such an enjoyable experience playing a game in a long, long time as far as I can remember. Um, So that is definitely my favorite game of 2009. And the one game that I wish I had played in 2009 that I didn't get to would have been Batman.
2: My turn? Yeah, yeah uh, I'm just going to preface this with a list of games I finished between January 1st and December 31st of 2009. <laughs> <laughs> and you tell me how many of these games came out in 2009, okay? Okay. okay. Eternal I'm Darkness for zero. GameCube. <laughs> January 2nd. That came out in 2009. <laughs> <laughs> Bat and Kaito's for GameCube. That January came out in 2009. 2009. Bonk's Revenge for TurboGrafx G- G- 16. Holy well, the GameCube was
0: released in November of 2008, right? Yes, what? that is correct.
2: Which? The GameCube. I said the GameCube. <laughs> it, was <released. laughs> it was a launch title. Excellent launch title. <laughs> I beat it in a month and a half. All right, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Castlevania: Order of Ecclesia for DS. That? February 3rd. That was nine, 2009, right? 2008. Oh, shit. I was wrong. <laughs> Ninja Gaiden Black for Xbox. February 23rd. <laughs> God of War 2. PS2. March 7th. Beautiful Joe 2 GameCube, March 22nd. Jesus. God Hand PS2, May 6th. Xenogears PlayStation. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) May 23rd. Wait, this game came out in
0: 2009. Oh, okay.
2: Mad World for the Wii. Okay,
0: yeah. May
1: 31st.
2: Uh, Ninja Gaiden Dragon Sword, DS. June 4th. 2008. This game came out in 2009, but it was an old game. Virtual One Oratorial Tangram for Xbox Live Arcade, July 25th. (laughs) Uh, The World Ends With You for DS, July 31st. Two Human for 360, August 3rd. This game, I don't know. I think that might have came out uh, end of 08. Bionic Commando for 360. Uh, That was August 31st. Summer Night Swordcraft Story for GBA, of all things. Uh, September 1st. Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII, October 29th. Final Fantasy VII, PlayStation, November 26th, Mass Effect, which is my game I have played in 2009, but did not release (laughs) in 2009, Game of the Year, December 15th, (laughs) and Final Fantasy VIII, PlayStation, December 21st, 2009. So, uh, I guess the game that I played that is the Game of the Year is Mad World. Wow. (laughs) That that says a lot, right? Yeah. Uh, and the game that came out and in the 2009. And the
0: 2009 games that you wish you had played, all of them. Pretty.
2: I mean, I don't even know <laughs> if there's a 2009 game that I wish I played or that
0: I have not. Uh, I'm surprised you're not just joining us by saying Batman. Because I don't know if I want to play Batman yet. I actually, um, I downloaded the demo and haven't played it yet. Uh.
2: Shoot. Honestly, I don't know. Uh, the game that came out... Wait, did Bayonetta... No, Assassin's Bayonetta Creed came 2, out like, this year. Uh, okay, okay, I'll, I'll say Assassin's Creed 2 because of the fact that I finished Assassin's Creed and I had to finish Assassin's Creed before I got it and I did want to get Assassin's Creed 2.
0: Okay.
2: I'll, well, I'll, I'll, I'll make that a gimme.
0: Oh, by the way, I forgot. Uh, my 2009 game of the year that is not in that was not released in 2009 that I played in 2009 would be Half-Life 2. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. Good, one, good one. I'm not. See, that's the thing. I'm not okay. Half Life Two, Episode Two, I did complete in July, so that might that's up there. I would say as as my not 2009, but 2009. Um, Ca- oh, yeah, I
0: should I should amend that by saying Episode Two.
1: I, I can't. Yeah, I can't say Call of Duty Four because I haven't played the multiplayer, still. So that doesn't really count. Um, and I'm talking about the PC version, not the DS version, which I did beat as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, the. Uh, I don't, I don't have anything from two thousand nine except for Plants vs Zombies. That's sad. No, that's, that's all right. That's sad. It's, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome, but it's sad. <laughs> it's sad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say, I would say Batman is one of them that I want to play. And the reason why I tried to look through, and I can't find any Game of the Year lists anymore. I don't know. I don't know why. Because GameSpot does it all in video form in Giant Bomb. I just can't find it anymore. Um. But it would be Batman. Um, I'm not. I'm not really. I don't really care about Assassin's Creed Two because I haven't finished one yet, and like I, uh, I, I can wait on that. Cheese. Um, Silent. I want to play Silent Hill now for Wii. Yeah, I, I really want to play, that, play that now. Um, that was kind of like a dark horse win on Giant Bomb. Um, yeah,
0: and I mean it's weird because I've heard very differing opinions on it, like. The giant bomb guys were all about it, and then uh, some of the one-up guys on like retro or not retro. I don't. I know. I think it was Cat Bailey and uh, Justin Haywald or something. Yeah, on one we're up. talking about how that game was not good. Like Cat Bailey, especially, was like kind of ranting about it. Um, uh, I think it was Cat Bailey. It was either Cat Bailey or Jade uh, Kraus. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which one it was. Right. Uh you know those female voices are just interchangeable. Um, they sound totally different. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. I, I, maybe <laughs> they both were complaining a little bit about it. I just can't remember because. Uh, but either way, they were whoever it was was like kind of ragging on the game, saying that it really wasn't a good Silent Hill game. But then you had like you know Brad to talk on Giant Bomb talking about how much he loved it. And so either way, it just sounds like another one of those very divisive games. And uh, I I, I want to check it out. I'm definitely gonna at least play a little bit of it. Um, if not just like outright purchase it I'll check it out from game from gamestop and uh, play it. you know what the funny thing is is that i
1: I like to play divisive games for the and this is going to sound really nerdy but for the 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 educational aspect of it in terms of what is it about this game that makes it divisive and why did the designers choose to do this and such so sometimes i play games not for fun but to study them and 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 that's kind of that's one of the reasons why i want to play silent hill is because i want to find out why it's so divisive and 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 what is it that exactly that they fucking did to make this such a dark horse winner you know yeah not necessarily because i think i love it but the I, I told Al this. I think I, I played through Final Fantasy Mystic Quest just to see why it was so bad. Ugh. I didn't play. No, no, I didn't play all the way through it. I didn't play all the way through it. I played. I played like a, a couple of hours through it. And when all my friends were telling me you got to play Final Fantasy Tactics, what the hell are you doing playing this game? I was like, because I want to find out why they did the things they did, and 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 why everyone hates it. Like I want to study that. So it's not as if I'm going to actually ever be a game designer, although That would be nice, but you know. So game of the year, <laughs> two thousand nine. Back to that. Um... See, here's the thing: is that Giant Bomb, like all these Game of the Years, are listing all the um, pretty popular ones. And I, I want to, you know, a lot of the times, like the games that I enjoy the most aren't necessarily the ones that win all the awards. Of course. Um, ooh, here's a good one that I enjoyed a lot: Street Fighter Four. Mm-hmm. That was that was a good one. Yeah, see, uh, I didn't so... really
2: play much of uh, Street Fighter Four.
1: I guess by default that would come down to between Street Fighter Four and Plants vs Zombies.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not asking for like what you think is the best game of the year. I just ask what, what you my favorite. favorite. Well, that's what yeah. I'm saying.
1: Is like, what are what are your favorite games of the year? Uh, the ones that I played from this year that are played this year. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> yeah. what I could say. Um, definitely, Mad World holds a special place in my heart, even though I'm only up to chapter three. Um, Conduit w- would would probably win the award for biggest disappointment. Um, oh, not knots? Oh, it's Scribblenauts definitely for me. You know what? Yes, Scribblenauts would be even over the Conduit. That that is that is a good uh, that is a good call. Um, uh, but Conduit's cannot, pretty much up there. I,
0: I can just remember exa- I can remember the feeling of how hyped I was for Scribblenauts, and the amazing sense of disappointment once I actually played it.
1: <laughs> right. Oh, also, and and the other thing is that I heard the Conduit's multiplayer multiplayer is pretty decent, and so I'm not gonna judge. I'm I'm only judging it based on. Um, the single player and 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 for I guess maybe I'm going to be grandstanding a little bit here and getting on my soapbox, but for anyone who's who's sitting there going like, "Oh, we motion controls don't work," and the condo is a prime example. I don't know what you're talking about. It works. I do not know what you are talking about. However, the AI design is just stupid, and like the, the it was just. The story surrounding it, even though I'm not a story guy, if you give me a really cheesy story, it can kind of get in the way of my enjoyment of a game. And that 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 was like the the, the setup was just stupid. Um, the AI is stupid. The <laughs> the, the things surrounding it, it, like I gotta go back to my blog to see all my problems with it because I've tried to put that game out of my memory. I gotta go back to it at some point and try to try to finagle some enjoyment out of it, but for the most part, let's see. Finagle. Finagle. Hyperbole. Hyperbole. No. Uh, Uh, This is when I was doing... Oh, yeah. So, um... Ah, where's the conduit? Yeah, so, um... There's some stupid uh, infinite spawn thing in the conduit and I hate that like I hate that mechanic you know and that, that's something that, that was one of the things that one of the only things that bugged me about the Call of Duty series which, I was going to say I yeah, remember you how much you hate those in Call of Duty and, and I know they say like this is to keep you moving there, there has to be a better way than just to keep things coming at you you know what I mean? Maybe you make the – maybe you have enemies that flank you from behind or something. But there's got to be something better than just saying, we want to keep them moving, so we want to show them that by sitting there and plucking away at people with their pea shooter from behind cover is not going to keep the game moving. So we're going to send them waves after the waves after <laughs> wave until they learn that they have to move. No! Stop! Yeah, That is not that, a good that idea. That kind
2: of counteracts it. It's like oh, you wind up spending all that time sitting there thinking, oh, they're going to stop, and then you realize that, oh, shit, they're not.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's just you know, and, and to have that placed in a game that's not really good in the first place is is just you know even worse. Mm-hmm. And and I guess and I'm reading the last paragraph here, and it's reminding me of all the pain that I experienced. <laughs> like, you know, when when Messina reviewed it on IGN, and of course it's IGN we, so they obviously have to inflate the score because they're you know that's Especially just what do. they do. I'm just being snarky here, but that's, that's what I noticed. Um, he said it was a fun shooter if generic. And, like, I th- – this is uh, – you know what? The only way that I could really um, properly say this is to read the sentence because I actually was thinking I, – when I write, I think. When I speak, I don't. <laughs> so <laughs> like, when I hear generic, I think that it's maybe not unlike other decent shooters, that it's not entirely unique, but it's not a regrettable experience. At the very least, I should be able to have fun shooting things in the face, and that's what I thought I was getting through the first hour of the game or so. Now a second hour in, High Voltage's level decisions are really making me wince. The aforementioned, let's just throw a bunch of shit at you and call it challenging, was one of them. And yeah, so that's that's basically what it is. Not only with the infinite stuff, but they also just throw a huge wave of things at you. And all of them, like, do a lot of damage, and they call that challenging. So it's, like, that's a little bit sophomoric, okay? Mm -hmm. Then there's stupid objectives, like, um... Oh, you have to destroy all five steam valves in order to proceed. Great, thanks. I you know that that's 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 a lot of fun. Thank that, thank you for that. You know, <laughs> it, it, and I'm not gonna sit here and say that like it's one of the worst games I've ever played. It's it, it's it's passable, but like I guess that I I guess maybe I'm spoiled. You know, I, 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 I expect a certain level of something out of something a, a certain level of of a game that has be, has been so covered. By the media, specifically IGN, you know? And, and just because you have a fantastic control screen that works and you do great graphics on the Wii doesn't make it a good game. And, like, I, I'm not one of those guys who say, oh, if you say it's great graphics for a Wii game, that doesn't mean anything. No, I think it means a lot because there are people out there who only own a Wii or who, who would rather play games of this type with a certain control mechanism. I don't like dual analog. I would rather play it on my PC or, on, or believe it or not, on a Wii controller. So I think there is a market for this game, but they have to make it a good game. You know? And it's it's like passable. So, so, you know, that was why it was so disappointing for me because there was all this coverage and they were saying that there were all these things about it. But the one thing that I realized through all the coverage that I was reading, they never talked about the level design and
0: the AI because they can't. Because it's not a finished game and it's a preview and I'm Dennis Dyke and you should get rid of previews. So... Man, my question totally went out <laughs> out into left field. Well,
1: it's still GameSpot. Uh, GameSpot. It's still Game Game of the Year two thousand nine awards, and I'm saying my most disappointing game <laughs> was that was was yeah, was. You do give awards to shitty
0: games. You're was right. that
1: yeah. until until Al mentioned Scribblenauts?
0: I know. <laughs> Never mind.
1: <laughs> Scribblenauts. Wow, uh, wow, that was wow. Yeah, like the the instant that they made me. um build two ladders just to get over a chasm and, <laughs> and, no two bridges and one was a drawbridge and one was just bridge and they both worked I'm just like really stop you know just stop right there um well that's my thoughts does anybody have anything else for you 2009 for Pete's popping
0: I'm ready to eat a 2010 sandwich mm, eating 2010 alright I think
1: that about does it unless anyone else has any other comments that's all. It's plug. Plug. Okay, Al. You mentioned something before, but I forgot the address. Can you please repeat that for me?
2: xlm2k.blogspot.com
1: And I forgot what I can find at that address. Can you please recap that for me? Um, xlm2k.blogspot.com No, I said I forgot what, what I can, can find, find at there? that address.
2: Oh, oh. Um, You can find... Flavor of the month. <laughs> hair and music and flavors of the
1: month. Hair! Oh. Music! Flavors and months.
0: Pete, where can we find your face? And on which book? Um, <laughs> On the facebook.com slash ribbon RYVVN.
1: Facebook.com slash RYVVN. And Al said WTF system restore because his computer's going nuts. I guess he's occupied with that right now. No. I just, <laughs> I thought you were going to continue with what else I Oh No, no, because I heard you typing, and, and I thought I heard you mutter. No, I didn't. Um, you. That was Pete. Petey. Petey PD, PD Pablo. Go to www.drfishypants.com to see fishes and doctors and life-saving um, video game news, because that's what Dr. Fishy Pants does. Brian Fishman, friend of the site, writes a blog. And it's about games and doctoring stuff. And when I say doctoring stuff, I don't mean like, <laughs> you know.
2: Fixing stuff and make it look real with it's easy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> doctoring. Game doctor. I mean like fixing your body so that it can live. Because you don't want a sick body. Yes. And uh, if you want to see a giant shark versus a mega octopus or the other mega shark versus giant octopus, go to dot. Shark vs. Octopus.com. And I'm going to get it right this time. The verses is spelled out. Yes. So V-E-R-S-U-S. It's Sharkalicious. Sharkalictic. All right. Sharkalictic, yes. (laughs) That That's a good sign that I have to stop this. I have to stop talking, breathe, uh, eat, and stop playing Plants vs. Zombies because I played too much of it. So Mm -hmm. for Al. Peace out, y'all. For Petoria.
0: Peace out, (laughs) y'all.
1: Whoa! Do that again. That was sultry. That was sexy. That was sexy. I don't think I can do that again. (laughs) Peace (laughs) out, y'all. Wow, that was terrible. I have been your host, Austin, and we're gone of this bitch-ass bitch. Bitch, bitch,
3: bitch.
0: Peace out, y'all.